As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be Continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast. Welcome into another edition of the Just Press Play podcast. All right, we have, we have some familiar faces. We have some people leaving. If you were here last week, most of them are gone. So here's what we're dealing with. It's, <laughs> I'm here, Kevin. We got LJ's back in the fold finally. We got LJ Hell back. Yeah. We're going to touch the little Broncos. And then if you touched on, if you, if you listened to a little Making the Green at some point Woo! before the season started, we have both of the hosts from Making the Green podcast, Uncle Tony and Prestige Worldwide. Jacob, what's going on, guys? Hey, hey. What's up? Well, we brought them on because we wanted to make the green. This podcast hadn't made enough money, and we thought those <laughs> might be the people, you know. You're damn yeah, we right. were all hyping up. We were all hyping up Pops' picks because he had a good week the week before, and he told us Jaguars plus six and a half. What could go wrong? He told us Baltimore, money line dog. What could go wrong? That's right. Well, they, so, so what we're trying to do, sorry if you lost a little green, but this week we'll make some green. That's why I brought them both Hell on the yeah. pod. Um, it appears that, and obviously I have to start here, um, it appears that Cooper Rush is now the all-time leader in quarterback games started without a loss with four. So is he the best quarterback of all time? Well, he plays in Dallas, so some people will say yes. Um. <laughs> people are talking. No, no, no. no. There's, we'll there's get to Cooper Rush in Dallas in a little bit. We're, we're not leaving this bad boy with Dallas Cowboys and Cooper Rush. Don't, no, but we'll get to that later. We'll have to go. Um, <laughs> yep. I want to start with my working thesis here and i'll start with you lj um, i don't think there are any great teams this year at least as of right now through four weeks i'm not saying they won't be that way but as of right now there are no great teams and i don't know if there's any awful teams like like in past years like, like you have a survivor league and you yeah. just know i am 100 percent always i'm not even worried about yeah yeah it's like i'm not necessarily picking the best team i'm just picking who's playing the jets and this yeah. year i don't know if i can say that i where do you what do you think about that? The only caveat is I uh, Detroit finds a way to lose, um, but they're still anybody. good. Like I'm, I'm not confident. They are a, they're they're actually a good team, but they will find a way to lose. They're really good at it. Um, no, I agree with you. I think I think I would say that. I mean, um, there are teams like the Bills and the Chiefs who I think are actually really really great teams that you know may have caught a, a bad loss here and there. But uh, but they're actually really great teams. But yeah, when it comes to the bottom of the rung, it's hard to name. I mean, that it is wild what's happening in the NFL. The parity is is really tight. It's funny you you mentioned Detroit last year. The Dallas Cowboys led the league in scoring at thirty point four. This year, so far through four games, 
Detroit is averaging 35 points per game. The problem is, is yeah. they're also giving up 35.3 points per game. So <laughs> yeah, exactly <laughs> enough. <laughs> so it makes no sense. I, I'm just looking at it and like looking at the bat. I think the great teams, the, um, the, the bills, we thought they were the great team. They've kind of scared us a little. I mean, they still might be. I just, they, they, they I mean, the Ravens are pretty great and they, well, you bring I mean, up the Ravens. The Ravens have only trailed for a total of 14 seconds this season. Yeah. <laughs> Yet they're two and two. I don't know how that's possible, but yeah. talk about a. I don't know if there was ever a great example. Take the damn points. It's oh, the we'll Ravens. Get to that. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Tony, Good. What, what do you have? What do you say to just the? I don't know if there's any great teams or any just awful teams this year. Do you do? You, do you say, am I wrong on that, or do you think I'm kind of right, or we're just we're we're still in basically preseason? The bear. Wait, can I? Can I? You were at me. Can we go? The Bears are awful. The Bears are awful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I thought they sucked, yeah. and then I, right. so I took the, the Texans that one week, and they let me down there. So, well, the Texans are like on the edge of awful. Um, <laughs> they flirt with awful all the time. They're winless. So. Awful is the only one there. <laughs> <laughs> Another um, through four weeks, LJ. Who do you think? What, who do you think has more right now? Through four weeks, do you think Cooper Cup has more catches or Justin Fields has more completions? Oh wow! I know uh, the answer. Pro- I know probably the, the Cup completions. Cup has forty-two oh. receptions. Fields only has thirty-four completions. You could legitimately oh. pull up like the Navy midshipmen's stats. <laughs> By the way, they run a triple option. They don't throw the ball, <laughs> and their quarterback has more completions. How many? How many attempts? Fields. How yeah. many attempts does Fields have too? Though not just completions. Oh, I'd have attempts. to look that up. Like it's not that far away because he's got a high completion percentage. I think. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so. yeah. It's Sorry, insane, I mean to interrupt you, Tone. No, uh, you're good, man. But you're yes, good. the Bears do qualify as uh, shitty. They're just yeah, bad. they're <laughs> yes. bad. They're bad. I, I think Buffalo is still a, a great team. And great. Okay. Yeah. And I'm going to lean over this way when I I say that I I think the chiefs are on the cusp, but I need to see a little more defensively, but the bills seem to have everything going on. And, and the Cowboys, uh, we may talk about them a little bit later, but, um, they're, they're a great half a team. (laughs) Well, it was funny. uh, Who was, uh, Jared, who was on the pod last week in that, like around the second quarter or midway through the second quarter, I think the Ravens were up twenty to three at some point, and it was a uh, are the are the Bills in trouble? Like I got a text, are the Bills in trouble? And I personally, I was like, no, I think they'll be fine. It's a nasty game. Like this this week doesn't. But there isn't. It's it's wild to me. Through through two weeks, we thought like I mean I I think I threw out on the podcast. When do we start talking Bills undefeated? Like like two thousand seven Patriots stuff. <laughs> and now they're definitely they show us they're flawed. I don't know, Jacob. Where do you go? Is there any great teams? I mean, we know we have one bad team. Okay, we have the Bears. I mean, but like I, when you go bad teams, I think there's like the Texans are frisky, but I good think, teams. Is there any great teams? I think besides the Bills, because we've seen that we've seen how the great they can be. Chiefs. I I'm not trying to be biased, but they I, they are great. Mahomes, no, the, I'm, bi- I'm biased, and I think you're they, right. They, you're right. It just looks like he's playing college sometimes back at Texas Tech, mm-hmm. where you just throw out four wide receivers, no matter who they are, he's just going to sling it. Um, and they're Caveat, all equal. They did lose to the Colts. I understand. And the Colts I, suck. But, but no, yeah, but well, everybody, everybody's tomorrow, losing to a, like, like, a shitty enough. team. Like the Chargers, I think, are still a great team, and they got destroyed by Jacksonville. And we maybe we'll maybe get to them a little bit. But uh, I think the Eagles for sure stick out to me. Four and zero. 
they've I don't think they've even like Ooh. struggled too much this year with their wins. Um I like the Eagles a lot right now. They're they're rolling. I I, I so I think to me, I think there's two. The Chiefs and the Bills are probably the two closest ones, but I don't even know for sure if they're great yet because I do think there's some flaws that need to work out. When when Mahomes is doing what Mahomes is doing on Sunday night, I mean that he, he was just playing around with him, and it was and it helps the helps the Buccaneers. Guy. It helps have the Buccaneers fumble the opening kickoff. That does help, but Mahomes <laughs> is also just doing. Yeah, crazy that's not, stuff. That's yeah. not eleven points that fumble. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the, the 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 Eagles are they're really good, but they're also plus eight right now in the turnover margin. That's going to get more close to regular. They did prove something to me last week, though. I wanted to see they really hadn't played by, from behind much this year, right? And they did. They dropped. They dropped down fourteen zero, and I started going, "Wow, Jags pops is right. He told us the Jags." And the Eagles came back. They did answer. And then Justin Fields, or uh, not Justin Fields, uh, Trevor Lawrence <laughs> Trevor just Lawrence. forgot how to hold on to a football. I think four lost four fumbles. fumbles. That's yeah. never happened the, since they started yeah. accounting. The, the most of this century or uh, the last hundred years, for sure. <laughs> I mean, that, I know. so that's going to regress. But the Eagles <clears> are good. I think it goes back to, and I think I might have said this at one point during our bold. I, oh, we need to go back and look at the tape. But the Eagles, to me, strike me as a team that could end up with the best record in the NFC. And I think they lose in their first playoff game because I just don't know it's if quite I trust possible. Justin Fields. It's quite possible. <laughs> I think that's correct. Yeah. I think that's correct. I, I think th- Justin Fields is – I, I don't know why I'm obsessed with Justin Fields. Uh, I think Jalen Hurts is <laughs> the only just, one. <laughs> I think he's solid. He's good, but he's not great. And I just think when they go up against like a Packers in a divisional round because they maybe get the first round by well, – yeah. I'm betting on the Packers. My thing there, though, is though like the Eagles defense, I think, I feel like isn't getting enough credit because Jalen Hurts is – setting the world on fire right now with everything he's doing on the ground. So people aren't really focusing too much. The defense got better too this offseason. And then yeah. with yeah. A.J. Brown, I think he's third in the NFL right now in receiving yards. And I feel like he's not being – And Devontae Smith. And I, and and I don't think that's a volume thing. He, like Devontae Smith is still getting his as well. So, I mean, they're hitting on all cylinders for me right now, I think. Yeah. Well, I think defenses so, in general have gotten better. Yes, they uh, have. Yes. Plug, plug, plug. Uh-huh. Yeah, still still can't wait to there. But the, the Eagles are running the football. And I think that's that's going to be the key for them is yeah, being able to agreed. run the football, and they are doing that. Um, so, yeah, yeah, they're a good team, but I, I, I think the day of reckoning is coming for the Eagles. Um, so yeah, so weeks. none of us are putting the Eagles in that great level. Is no, that correct? Not, is that yeah. Well, let's let's not. go to the next topic. I want to see quick. them. I, I I want to see them in two weeks when they play the Cowboys, and we'll see where they stand up because the Cowboys defense they play, I think because is they can be Cooper good. Rush they are on that level <laughs> but I want to see them play I think the Cowboys are I, I would say a top five not a top three defense right now in the NFL just through these first four weeks so I, I would like to see what the Eagles can do against that so I, I think it's at you're, Dallas you're right. just so that, that's a big game for them obviously we were mentioning we were mentioning like I mentioned this I say we uh, I threw out like a just a could the could the Bills go undefeated just let me throw you let me throw you Eagle schedule here at Arizona, home against Dallas, Pittsburgh, Houston, Washington, the Colts. No, I mean all those sound like they could easily that's, be wins. Yeah, that's Green Bay at home, Tennessee, the Giants, the Bears, the Cowboys, Saints, and the Giants. I mean, their schedule is really easy. I think yeah. right now – I'm only, not sure if I'm buying in now. Like, What's to say they're not like 14-2? and two, I'm still like, I don't know. It's only four weeks in, so obviously there's a lot of two-and-two two teams yeah. and one-and-three. But I think on that schedule, did I I might be correct. The only one, three-and-one teams are Cowboys and Giants. 
Of that entire schedule? And Packers. And Packers. Oh, and Packers 3-1? and one? Okay, there you go. Then 3-1 and one Packers, yeah. yeah. So three out of the next, and what, the Giants 10, are 12, the Giants like, are a fraud three and one. And I don't know about the, I, I don't know about the Cowboys. Giants lose this week, no doubt, no doubt. Um, okay, well let's go. <laughs> let's segue that into the next topic, and then we'll start with the Eagles over the Jags. That win they had, they what was the score in that one? Uh, twenty nine to twenty one. Yeah, it was, it was yeah. close. But okay, so we can talk about the Jags. LJ, yeah. it was that. LJ was that an impressive win for the Eagles? A concerning loss for the Jaguars, or both? I mean, I think it's probably is neither an option. Um, <laughs> yeah, neither or the, neither. Yeah. I think the the weird thing that should be concerning for both of these teams is that most of each team's points came in a single quarter. Um, so, like, where were you, where were you that quarter? Um, what happened? Um, but I think the Eagles are supposed to beat the Jags. The Jags are better than we think they are. I think uh, there, there's this like discourse running around that. Uh, only two quarterbacks have ever lost nine straight away games and then won uh, their next away game. And that was Peyton Manning and Trevor Lawrence. Um, uh, I think like uh, the Jags are better than they, than, than we think they are. But, but the only problem with this is that like, why are the Eagles scoring 20 points in the second quarter? That's fucking wild. That's, that's insane. well, cause the J- the Jags turn the ball over like crazy. Some of that is the Eagles. Too. I don't want to just right. say like they but got That's what lucky. I'm saying. If I'm in the Jags locker room, I'm not looking at this like, wow, we got, you know, we got all oh, barely. It's what. If what they don't lose here? four fumbles, because at one point, red zone, yeah. I kind of tuned out. I was like, damn, all right, well, that Jags bet lost. And all of a sudden, I'm like, oh, that, like, they have a real shot. And then Trevor Lawrence fumbles again. Like, I was like, am I behind? Did it skip back? I just heard <laughs> Siciliano say Trevor Lawrence fumbled again. So yeah, I can see yeah. what you're saying. Where do you where do you go, Jacob? Is that do you have it? I impressive. Win I, I lean probably or? more to like the neither, but if anything, it's probably an impressive win for the Eagles, just because Jacksonville, I believe, well, they were coming off the big win against the Chargers. So their offense this year, I see them as a Detroit style team. They're scoring a lot, but maybe their defense isn't up to it yet. But I, yeah. it's probably a moral victory already already for Jacksonville with that offense looking mm-hmm. the way it is from last year, and Trevor Lawrence is actually throwing touchdown passes and. Looking decent, yeah. besides the fumbles, obviously, but I think their free agent picks up pickups have actually come out pretty clean. Christian Kirk looks like he's actually worth that money right now. Um, so I think it's more of an impressive win for the Eagles because I like the Jacksonville Jaguars maybe as a overall scoring standpoint team, but yeah, maybe neither is more like it. Tone, do you say neither too? Uh, yeah. <laughs> does it, so nobody does nobody kind of go. Oh, it's just the Jacksonville. I don't have anything else to say. That's the thing. It's just Jacksonville. That's, they're yeah. getting better. I mean, they're kind of like the Texans. But it's so going like, to be a race to who gets game, to the playoffs before first. Before that game going, I felt like there was at least some rhetoric. And we said it last week, y'all weren't on. But just in general, I thought there was some discourse saying the Jacks could be some. Like maybe they're a little frisky. Like ten win, maybe maybe a right a playoff win. I, I actually like, so so the answer to that is I think the Eagles. I think we're all. Uh, implicitly saying the Eagles are actually good. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's no yeah. doubt that the Eagles are actually good because we were all, I think, thinking the the Jags are better than they're getting credit for. And the fact that they kept it close with the Eagles, that kind of makes sense because the, the Jags are also better than we think. Right now, so I think what we're Jackson is looking like a possible winner of their division, but more like a Detroit Lions. Like They're going to make it a close game with most people, maybe steal a win. But yeah, they're not supposed to win that game still, I feel like. Right. Yeah. So what I'm hearing is y'all are saying... Kevin pumped the brakes because I was getting ready to jump on the Trevor Lawrence bandwagon and say like this team is 
legit well, and I mean, might I, even win I the playoff think, game. Yeah. I do think Trevor I I think Trevor Lawrence is actually better than I ever want him to be. Um, <laughs> I think I think there's I yeah I think you can hop on that bandwagon. I, I, I think you're yeah. wrong. Don't hop on, but I but that's fair. I would say you don't have to pump the brakes, but you're not accelerating either. Like mm. you're just cruising. Right? <laughs> yeah, like, that's you, fair. Let's not hop fair. on like fully, but we can we can start catching a, a, a t- we can get a ticket at least. Like. They they play the Houston Texans next next week. If they don't score seven or eight touchdowns, then uh, yeah, pump those brakes. But, yeah. uh, <laughs> the Texans, I actually kind of like. I think they're 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 a good bad team, if that makes sense. Um, yeah. LJ, we'll start. You're probably the one who wants to talk about this team the most, so we'll start with you. The Chiefs over the Bucks on Sunday night is that an impressive win? A concerning loss for the Bucks, or neither or both? It's an impressive win. I mean, it's it, it's hard for me to say. I, I've been trying all year to say that the the Chiefs are not uh, that big of a deal, and <laughs> I think the Bucks are great. I, the Bucks are a great team, um, led by a man going through a divorce. So you know, uh, so you're not worried about the Bucks after that loss. No, I'm not. I, I think I think this is just good for the Chiefs. The Chiefs needed to beat the Bucks. Um, the Bucks will be fine next week uh, against the Falcons. So yeah, they'll be yeah. Fine. Well, there's a good uh, game. Yeah, uh, but the Chiefs will definitely take this to heart and know that they beat a team that is a contender for sure, no doubt. It did kind of, and I, I'm interested to get y'all's input on this, but it did feel like this was one one. The Bucks, and I don't want to. It's a good win, but it, this felt like not only did the Chiefs want to bounce back from that Colts loss, which they should have won that game. Mm. Also, they just wanted to beat the Bucks because they all they could think about was when they lost the Super Bowl. Yep. And the Bucks were coming off a week where they didn't even know where they were playing or where their family was staying. This just felt like, and I think the Chiefs were the dog in the game. That that felt like an easy one to me. I just, yeah, and yeah, it's yeah. easy to say that now That's looking one, back. Right. Mm-hmm. But the Chiefs were also very impressive. I think I'm saying it with LJ where I'm not worried about that Bucks loss. I am a little like, I really thought this defense was good and Mahomes let them up. But I still think the defense is good. Brady looked fine. The but Mahomes showed again that he is special, and I just fucking hate it. Um, but he did. You know, he did. Well, go ahead. I want to get y'all. I do have a thought on something else that stood out with the Chiefs, but y'all go ahead. Jacob, what would you think with that game? I know you were happy about it. It was a hell of a game to watch. Um, but, no, I think there were so many storylines in this game. You got everything that's going on in Florida right now. So you have, like, the Florida Strong shirts. Everybody's wearing those. Um, you didn't know whether they were going to play the game there or not. Brady's going through his divorce. It's a revenge game for the Super Bowl. These are a great defense with Tom Brady. Mike Evans is healthy or not suspended anymore. They had Julio Jones back and Chris Godwin back. Like this was going to be a setup to be a big possible like showdown later on in the playoffs, possibly. Um, and the Chiefs came out and just whooped that ass. <laughs> um, that was well, it was a it was a ten point game, right? Yeah, it was a realistic, it ended realistically like it ended, it ended up game. being ten no, or eleven, no. whatever it was. But like that that was like a late touchdown, I want to say by Tampa Bay yeah. too. So. I mean, the Chiefs felt like they were up seventeen plus. Yeah, for the majority, for the majority of the game, yeah, it, was, it, was so it was it was a crush. Like I think, if anything, this was a impressive win for the Chiefs because that is a good defense and a good. They're they're a playoff team, so regardless, Tampa Bay is. I think yeah. and so. I think it's an impressive win. I do think it's a concerning loss for Tampa Bay because it kind of shows the separation between them and the Chiefs and the Bills. Maybe how they they might have just lost a step somehow. Also, because they I mean they got destroyed in that game. Um, I don't know if they need to get healthy. I don't know what's going on with Leonard Fournette and their running game. They just can't seem to find that for some reason. And as a Chiefs fan, you should be able to run on us. And so um, I, they need to get that figured out for sure because Tom Brady just can't pass 50 times anymore. Um, I think the Tampa Bay has some issues they need to work out. Now, I think they still will work those out. It's Tom Brady. 
um, whether he's going through the divorce or not. <laughs> knowing knowing him, he's like, I'm going through divorce. Oh, I'm going to throw 50 touchdowns. Then. Yeah, like, no, that that's somehow going to fuel him to yeah. win a Super Bowl or something. But I think yeah. I think the Tampa Bay should be concerned for the, the the difference there was in the game between the Chiefs and them. But we all know look, Tom Brady's married to the game. Yeah. True, true. <laughs> One, he's he's in a division with the Falcons, the Panthers, and the Saints. I, they're making yeah, so he's, like don't worry too much right now. Right. If yeah. you're a Buccaneer. Tony, do you have Tony, do you have any concern with the Bucks after that loss as far like like big picture? No, I the one thing I would say is is the Bucks are starting to show their age. And um, True. you know, that was a physical game uh and a speed game. And uh and I think Kansas City uh won that. Um, we've yeah. all been waiting for, you know, Kansas city's been riding this four or five year, uh, run and you kind of keep waiting. Well, when are they going to get old? Well, they're not, they've, they traded away the old cheetah and they've got these new kind of older, I guess, giraffes. I don't know what to call them. You know, they're, <laughs> um, they, they've got these guys. And so it, to me, I'll just say this, the more impressive thing in that game is so Kansas City scored 41 points and Patrick Mahomes threw for 249 yards. Now, I think the last three years, if you heard Kansas City scored 41 points, Patrick Mahomes threw for 350, 380, 400 yards. That's the expected. And that's, but that's not the case this year. They are so, they are so balanced on offense and they are controlling the clock. And, They've got a good young running back in Pacheco who takes it to you in that late in that third and early fourth quarter. They figured out how to use Edwards Alaire. Um, and, and so uh, they're really balanced. And I think that's really that's that's what makes Kansas City probably a little more dangerous team than they have been in the past because uh, Mahomes doesn't have to throw for 300 to beat you. But he can. And Andy that, Reid has seen the Tampa 2 before. Mm-hmm. I'm <laughs> so tease, glad. Another tease. <laughs> I'm so glad you brought that up, Tony, because that's why I'm not worried about the, the Bucks. I think they'll be fine. Tom Brady wins in October or in November. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's just what he does. He'll be fine come later. Um, but it was the Chiefs. That, we look back and all the highlights were Mahomes' beautiful play because he did have a bunch of them. He looked really good. Yeah. But it was – the Bucks defense is – we know they're good. What they're really good at is stopping the run. And the Chiefs went for 37 carries, 189 yards. That was forever. We're like – like you said, they, they're, they're, they're sexy. They can throw it all over the field and they can score points, but can they really run with you? And Edwards Alaire, is, he looked good in that game. Pacheco's got some juice. I don't know what it he's is. He just, he's got a little something. <laughs> yeah. It's just uh, – when he's carrying, like it's like he looks big and then he has a burst. Like I, there's just – that guy's going to be. I, I would say, as a as a Edward Zelaya owner in fantasy, I like that he's scoring a lot of touchdowns. When it gets like in the last eight weeks of the year, I think Pacheco is going to start getting fifteen plus touches a game. I don't know why Jerry McKinnon keeps getting the game. Andy Reid must love him. I'm with but, you there. That's ridiculous. Anyway, sorry. That they, that team's going to be good, and I think they learned. Let's. What if the crazy thought here? What if we just are really good running, and then when we need to pass, we have maybe the best arm in football back there throwing the ball around. A generational yeah. talent, if you will. Generational. So, <laughs> some won't. Yeah, I think I think we stand pretty pretty uh universal on that. Big win by, impressive win by the Chiefs. We're fine with the Bucks. The Bucks will yeah, figure it out. They, figure they, it. they should they, there might be a gap, but they'll overall. be fine. Um Bills Ravens. Is there a takeaway, Tony? 
What do we? I mean, the kick Ravens the damn the field goal, man! Kick a damn that field goal. That's what we to figured out. out. The, to lay it out for the listener, they had a um, the Ravens had, I believe, it was like a fourteen play drive. Took most of the fourth quarter up on the one yard line. Scores tied twenty twenty. They had been leading most of the game. They let the Bills get back in it, and with under two minutes, I believe, or maybe right around two minutes, instead of kicking the field goal, they decided to go for it on fourth down. And they were on the one-yard line, so the thought process was, even if we don't get it, we give it on the one. Well, then Lamar throws an interception, so he gets out to the 20 on the touchback, and the rest is history. The, Chief, or the Bills march down there and get a field goal. Tony, is it as simple as just kick the damn field goal, take the points? Kick the field goal. Uh, and so here's the thing. It, it's not it, – the, the score was not 30 to 30 or 40 to 40. It was 20 to 20. Ooh. Good you have been able to control this godforsaken offense for most and the game of the where game. It's rainy and nasty. Yeah, and 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 so what makes you think that you can't you know hold them out at the very worst with that time you you're they're either going to score a big touchdown and you get the ball back to be the one with the the ball the last minute the last seconds or they tie and you're in the same damn location you were then it, it just. I just can't believe it. Just that was just like, what are they doing? It was that was just a really bad call. It, it, the only I the, saw someone in that room nodding their hair, or shaking their head. Yeah, the way. You, uh, Jacob, what do you think? It's just because what you. The thing I didn't agree with was that, and I actually agree with the call. I I, I normally take the points. They they had just scored what seventeen straight on your defense. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. you talked about, yeah, you controlled them. You controlled them in the first half. Like they just they've scored seventeen straight on you. He did not trust his defense to let them not score again. So he thought hey, they either score this touchdown or we're probably good. the statistics probably show we're gonna lose regardless then. Yeah. Like I think I don't I, I'm fine with it being in a rainy game. You're on the one yard and you're supposed to lead the NFL in rushing. Get four chances. If we don't get it, they're on the one. What he didn't account for was that small, small percentage of Lamar throwing an interception and now they're not on the one yard line. That's where they messed up. So, but I agree with going with it because your defense had done jack in the last two quarters. See, allow me, to, allow me to retort while the boys sit right. Yeah, the, the thing is that it, and I, I agree with the most. Except you had just gone on a fourteen play drive. Your defense is fully rested, been over there for ten minutes. They're jacked. They're ready to go. I. I just don't. I don't get that call. Now, Jake's right. If that's a run play, play nine minute drive, nine minute drive, yeah. dude. They've been over there for anyway. I just that's just Harbaugh has always been one of the best game day coaches, but he blew that one. My yeah, I, I guess. I guess. I'll, yeah, I, I don't agree with it being a pass play. I guess it should have been a run. Like that's yeah. what your bread and butter is. Don't all of a sudden get cute on fourth. Put Lamar goal. on the corner. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. that's what I would say about that. But I agree going with it. I think that I mean I so so my take is this is a bad law a bad win for the Bills. This is a, I agree actually. This is a bad win for the Bills because I think this is the Baltimore defense that we're talking about. Like oh yeah, you know, they're not going to stop them at a field goal. They got lucky that they stopped them at a field goal in the first quarter. I they are they are a bad defense. They gave up what nine thousand yards to Tyreek Hill. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Uh, I'll take my my, my lord anytime. Well, uh, oh, 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 oh. <laughs> we're not there just yet. 
<laughs> I think we're back to we, even. We can go back to that Tampa Bay game just for you, real quick. Yeah, for certain Mike I'm Evans. Saying, I'm saying Baltimore is a bad defense, uh, and uh, they they shouldn't expect their defense to score uh, to stop them from scoring a touchdown. So yeah. sure, yeah, you you got to go for a touchdown here. Uh, no, you don't. You got to. You got to. Your defense sucks, dude. Your defense. Sucks. I'm typically so. I'm typically. Live with I'm sorry it. to but so, but the, the, well, I, No, no, no. Let me finish. The The Bills yeah. should have scored more than 23 points here. That's what's depressing. That is depressing. Of either of these teams is the Bills scored 23 points. Get better. You, get more than what? Uh, 49 rushing yards from somebody that's not a quarterback? Like, come on. Come on. Garbage defense. Yeah. yeah. Garbage defense. Honestly, it's a concerning. It's a con, LJ hit on it. It's a concerning win. On it. Like, yeah. They won, yeah. but like yeah. there was more. I saw flaws in the Bills. The Ravens. I, I usually um, I'm anti Tony on this, and I'm having to tell him no. It's okay to go for it, and, and I'm almost like preaching analytics or something. But there's times like Harbaugh does a good job of like we remember last year he went to Lamar Jackson like what do you want to do, and Lamar said go for it. So you go for it. Well, you can do the same shit with your defense and go. What do you think? Kick the field goal. Can you stop them from getting three? And if you don't, you don't. But I. They, it's not. I know they scored seventeen unanswered, but it wasn't like they scored seventeen unanswered quick. They did it in the second and third. I, I don't know. I just think they were arrested. It was nasty weather. It wasn't like Josh Allen was just shredding them up. Trust your D. No, right? Yeah, I, I think he made the wrong call. No, he he do not. He trust did your trust his D. His problem was that he was doing do passing do play because you can trust your D to stop Josh Allen for ninety nine yards or whatever. Or whatever they need to get to field. Well, I think the thought was. They probably, and this is probably we. I, I was discussing this with someone I think last week. But like, you have one. It's it's just like when you have third down, the other team's out of timeouts, and do you pass it or do you just run it to make just run clock? You probably tell Lamar Jackson what, what and they might have, and he chose different. But you go, you we run a pass play, but you either throw it to where you know it's not an interception, or you try to run it in. Because I don't hate putting it in Lamar's hands because he is your best players, and you might win the MVP True. this year, but. He just got baited in that throw. You, you can't throw in your yeah, Maybe that's what it is. Maybe it's a big learning moment for Lamar Jackson in his career. Just throw that away, maybe. turn it over, so they're still at the one. And so, so what do we feel like? Big picture, Tony. Where do you feel about the Ravens? Then are they are they contenders in the AFC, or does this like do anything? Oh yeah, no, I think they're still contenders because they had three really bad weeks of of defensive uh, secondary issues. They got a guy back. I forget the guy's name that got back last week, and I think he showed the difference. If you held Josh Allen and that offense to 23, bad weather or not, it, it wasn't blowing snow like in Buffalo. And I've seen him score 50 points in that. And so uh, I, I, I think they're going to get that turned around, and they'll figure that out. I Not that there will be a great defense, but I definitely think there's still a force in the AFC, no doubt. The, Lamar Jackson is – he and Josh Allen are going to be neck and neck for MVP. I, yeah, I feel like you're pretty right on. Yeah. Um, speaking of great, you said you mentioned great defenses. I think we found one, and that was we'll go to this last one on impressive wins concerning loss. I am both very impressed with the 49ers win, and I'm concerned with the Rams. I, there's some concern going on in LA for me. I see, Jacob, you're not. Where do you go ahead? Where do you want to go? The 49ers defense looks. Phenomenal right now. They're fast. They're getting they after it. Good. Shout out Greenlaw, Arkansas Razorback, getting all over the Hell field. Yeah, what's the guy? What's the safety? What's the safety who looks like? Oh, he's a rookie, right? I think he's a rookie. Oh, uh, what's his name? I think he's a rookie or second year. He's amazing. That was he's only his, really yeah, good. His, his second career interception was a, a pick six. Yeah, no, that was great. And 
I think that's like I would be very Hufanga? concerned. Is that very Hufanga? concerned for the Rams. They seem yeah. very one dimensional, and that one dimension is just Cooper Cup. Allen Robinson done. Don't know who else they have out there on the wide because they spent some terrible draft picks on wide receivers. And then Cam Akers and Daryl Henderson. Week one, Daryl looked great, and Cam sucked. And then Daryl hasn't gotten back to that. Cam Akers. They just very one dimensional, and it's not good because Matthew Stafford is not. The type of guy to win you. A- He's not that same guy yeah. anymore. He can't just air it out. And especially when it's just Cooper Cup. Now, Cooper Cup's having 14 catches a game, but he's probably getting targeted 25 times. So it's just not good for a, against a quality defense like the 49ers. And I think that's what you saw. They really shut him down. Yeah, I think what you see with the Rams there is I, I'm, all, I'm not, I don't hate the idea of trading first round picks and they keep betting on them and going yeah, on. Nothing against that. Yeah. But if you're trading first and second round picks like that, you got to hit on your free agent signings. And Allen Robinson, so far, it might change, but so far it looks like that was a big miss. Just zero separation. And I just don't know what the – I don't know what – I mean, Tony, where do you, do you want to talk about the 49ers or, you, or the Rams after that one? I'll talk about the Rams. So the 49ers are still trying to figure themselves out on offense with the change over to Garoppolo. And I think they're, they're, they're going to be the same offense they've been for a couple of years. They're going to be the same – yeah, I was about to say, this is the same. It's like they're running back last year's 49ers now. Like, they're going to be tough. Yeah, I mean. Uh, it, <laughs> and it's just going to be Garoppolo. Yeah. And is he Garoppolo or is he? Not sure when Elijah. Is Elijah Mitchell going to be back? When is he, he back? He'll be back eventually. I'm not okay. sure. Okay, yeah. So, a couple more weeks they'll later. have a, a a few more people in the backfield. So, the 49ers, I think, are there. Although, I, George Kittle has done the Irish goodbye, and he's just disappeared without Dang. saying anything to anybody. And because um, him and him and uh, Pitts, both oh my gosh, just don't get targeted. Well, that's anymore. yeah, that's another story. But um, but the, from a Rams standpoint, here here's what I see from the Rams offense standpoint. I think the defense is fine. Um, I think they're going to be able to play in the NFC West. Uh, Van Jefferson will be back next week or week after. Uh, that gives them young legs. Uh, Allen Robinson is really bad. Um, and we kind of talked about that on making the green. If you listen to us, you did not draft Allen Robinson uh, and where he was being projected. Should have listened to that. Yeah, you should, yeah. That um, and uh, but I, I think Odell Beckham Jr. will be a Ram by week eight. I think is when he's, he's eligible. back in November. I think. Well, yeah. they could use him. November, <laughs> and so if they're at five hundred when he comes back, the landscape has changed. Uh, in the NFC West, as we've talked about them being as strong as they are, I don't think that's the case as much. I think that the the Cardinals and the uh, Seahawks have a chance to play with the Rams and the 49ers because they all have flaws. So if the Rams can get hot after Week 10 when with Odell Beckham back, I think that offense is going to pick it up and be fine. The thing that concerns me more than the fact they can't th- they're not throwing the ball well is they're not running the ball at all. You, you got to lead their play action is worthless if there's there's no play, right? I mean, well, and McVay's offense has always been good play action. Yeah, and and there's just no there's just no uh, respect for the run, and I I think Cam Akers is showing there there's a world of difference between guy. You just never know. James Robinson's doing fine after his Achilles injury. Cam Akers is not, and uh, and, and so that's that's really. I think they regret not keeping Sony Michelle, which I can't believe anybody would regret not keeping Sony <laughs> Michelle. But I think they are uh, because um, uh, I wish he'd get out of Eckler's way. So anyway, uh, but that's another story. Uh, but yeah, so I think the Rams get better, uh, but they are certainly they are definitely not the juggernaut that they were last year because of that running game. 
LJ, I haven't. I, I just knowing you for a long time, for all my life, yeah. I have a good idea of teams that just the type of team you would like. Yeah, I feel like the 49ers are right at that out. They have, they're good on the backfield. They they rush the passer really well. Love they run. It. They're physical. Like this oh. is like they got LJ written all over. Yeah. All I, I mean, all I've learned from this game is that the the Rams are not as good as I thought they were because the 49ers are what they, I wanted them to be. It doesn't matter who's their quarterback. Honestly, that's not the way they play football. And uh, that's the kind of football I love to watch. You're 100% correct. Uh, and, they, they are LJ football. That is LJ yeah, football. And, and, and the Rams, in, in a perfect world for them, should have scored nine points. I think, like, realistically, that is concerning. The Rams should have scored at least 20 points. Um, but uh, the big thing is the Rams gave up 24 to the Niners. Um, the Rams should have given up, you know, probably 15 to the Niners. Um, so, so I think, I think this is a, a bigger, uh, win. This is a big win for the Niners and a big loss for the Rams. I, I, this matters a to lot. The, yeah, and to the Rams defensive credit, that defense is still elite because 24, eight, seven of those is not them. It was a pick six. And so really, True. really, really, True. it was only 18 or 17 given up. Which is pretty close to what I said. Yeah, I said no, exactly. Yeah, I, up. So, yeah, yeah, you're right. The defense okay, is still enough. there. It's just the offense. You can't win when you're average. When so you, the if you average nine yeah. points. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, you know, so my favorite part of that game was the streaker. <laughs> no, nah, well, the, the tackle of the streaker was the best part of that game. But um, I think the streaker just filed assault on, like, legitimately <laughs> filed, like, a battery yeah, on. Whatever. whatever. Like, no, if That's, you hop on that, yeah, you like, lose yeah. the board all right. It's like, yeah, you're done. Like, yeah. You're just asking to get hit. <laughs> so, he's, yeah, yeah, yeah. he's trying to get more money for his community theater there in San Francisco, <laughs> but. Well, um, okay, okay, so if that's the case, it's actually maybe the money. <laughs> anyway, um, he's uh, but but my favorite part of that is is when Stafford comes to the sideline after the pick six, and McVay is talking to him. Well, what happened? Did you not? And he's like, I forgot. And he's like, You forgot? <laughs> you forgot? And so you they you don't see you don't see Stafford really say forgot, but you see McVay go, You forgot. And it yeah. just like, yeah, I forgot they were had the double coverage high and, and he threw it right to him. I thought that was hilarious. We're lucky another Surface Pro wasn't out there or we'd have another <laughs> NFL memo. Yeah. yeah, that's right. <laughs> LJ, um, I know I said the 49ers are a team that has LJ written, them all, written all over them. So they have not allowed 20 points yet in a game. There's one other mm. NFL team. That is not yet allowed 20 <laughs> points in the game. Can you name that team, LJ? Uh, I'm not even going to try. Uh, uh, I'm not going to do that. It is the Dallas Cowboys. They have yet to allow 20 points in the game. But, LJ, I don't want to get there yet. I want to get there in a second. But I want to talk. <laughs> He's easy. I just got to drop it. <laughs> I want to talk defense. We teased this one. Let's get to it. What like is – this has been a scoring league, and they're still scoring points, but it feels like I, – I don't have the numbers right up in front of me, but I think the unders are hitting at 60% rate, which is not what the NFL is wanting. The NFL wants points. Are we seeing a new – is this – LJ, from your look, is this a new age of defense, or is this just time circling back? And we're – like, what's going on? It's that. It's uh, – so I'm Matt McConaughey. Time is a flat circle. Um, <laughs> all right, so, all right, all right. So all it is uh, – and and I, I – Threw this out in the group chat that we're we're in a new age of defense and and I described it and it was rush four only rush four two shell you have to have two deep 
Um, it's the defense that was first brought to stop Mahomes, and it was working for a while at the yeah. beginning of last year. And, uh, yeah, okay, okay. And and someone someone sitting in in this podcast right now, uh, uh, Mister Tony Green, uh, brought up the Tampa two defense, which is exactly what we're talking about. They the Tampa two defense is basically back in vogue. It's not the new defense hasn't been invented, but it's been a. Uh, I I think like the the thing is is that we have we have uh, quarterbacks that can break out of the pocket and find things that happen. We have Lamar Jacksons, we have Patrick Mahomes, we have uh, Dak Prescotts, we have Jalen Hurts, Jalen Hurts, guys Colin that can get Murray. outside and figure yeah. shit out. And the way that you stop them is make sure that nobody actually ever looks open. And the way that you do that is by having uh, uh, seven people in coverage. Um, don't worry about blitzing them. They want to be out of the pocket because they're going to beat the blitz. Them. They're going to outrun that defensive yeah. tackle or defensive end. Collapsing the pocket means nothing. Either get a tackle or don't. Those are the only two options. And then after that, get some coverage. And the only way that you beat that, I mean, so this happened. This happened in the late nineties to the mid two thousands. And the only way to beat that was to have a Peyton Manning or a Tom Brady. <laughs> Uh, Tom Brady still exists, which is uh, frustrating um, in a lot of ways. <laughs> but uh, but that's that's the thing is you need somebody to carve up that that coverage scheme uh, because what they're doing they're not they're not trying to because you like so the Wade Phillips defense is the we're rushing six but we you don't know which six are coming and so you have three seconds to get rid of that ball or you're gonna be flushed out of the pocket. Well, sure, flush me out of the pocket. That's fine. I don't care. I'm not worried about it. Because I can find somebody open, and and this has caused a lot of quarterback struggles. Um, because when they don't have to get rushed out of the pocket and they have to look over the shoulders of these tall men, Kyler Murray, they can't find somebody open. <laughs> um, Patrick Mahomes is one of the few people that have really found success in this new age of defense. I think, um, and and I think that expresses that he is one of those dual threat, like actual dual threat quarterbacks. He can he can do it regardless whether you give him a cover two or whether you hit him with six rushers. Um, we're well, in, what's we're good for Mahomes is I think he learned this lesson last year, where it's like. Oh, I can. I just need to take take what they give me until that one moment that they leave yeah. MVS deep or Juju deep or whatever. Then I'll hit it. But just keep taking right. what. You, and that's why yeah. Tom Brady's good because he'll take him underneath all day. Lamar needs to learn. The home run might not be there, and that's fine. That's fine to check down. That's why actually why Cooper Rush is doing good because Cooper Rush checks down a lot. Like he, yeah. he's not. He's just. It, I think you're on to something and it'll it'll get solved quick. It just it just needs the quarterbacks to go. I know the big play is sexy and it'll be there. But you got it. You got to get a couple of well, that's little what I cuts think. before you take So the another big, big part of that though, just to to add on just a little bit more before anybody else uh has any say. Sorry. Um but uh but but I think that the the real thing to do right now if you're an offense is to really start leaning on a run game because instead of having people that are going to break up your bring those your dinosaurs back out. Yeah, bring somebody out that's going to get you four and a half yards of carry. You can get four your heart, four and a half yards carry every single play. You score a touchdown, period. Done. Over. Doesn't matter. But generally, offenses will do that. Score four, uh, get four yards carry, and then still on third down when it's third and two, go for the pass. Um, that's where the offenses lie right now is because we want that opportunity for that big play. So we we look for yards after catch or we look for the deep ball or whatever. Um and the first offense that says, I don't care, whatever, I'm taking what you give me. I'm taking every bit of what you give me. They win every game. Uh, it's it's easy peasy for them. Uh, Tony, go ahead. What's- no, it's Jake. We were, uh, yeah, we were doing something else. Yeah. 
Um, you know, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna defer to crazy legs on I, this one. I think, I think it's, we're definitely seeing for like for the last like three or four, maybe even five years, you're just seeing these teams really evolve in the NFL. Like, okay, they're protecting the quarterback a ton. They're trying to get the offense up. And then you started noticing the Chiefs with Tyreek Hill or anybody that was having success really had a lot of speed on offense. Speed was the necessity that everybody wanted because everyone had the big bulky defenses. Now you're seeing, I think, the evolution of the game. So now you're getting these hybrid safeties and linebackers that can go in coverage. They can also rush the passer. Michael Parsons, I think, is a perfect example. I mean, he's, he could be an outlier of, an, of a defensive player. He's just damn good at all of it. But I think you're seeing the evolution of the game. and The defenses have now caught up to that speed. And so they can now cover these guys deep. They can scheme well for this because of their new athleticism on defense. Um, and the game hasn't caught up to get back to maybe, yeah, like y'all are saying, like a power rusher or something where you have to respect that. Because, like, the Packers are having huge success right now because A.J. Dillon and Aaron, Aaron Jones can run right at you, um, especially A.J. Dillon. Aaron Rodgers isn't throwing the ball a ton anymore right now, and they're having success with that. Um, that might that might uh, frustrate some fancy players out there, but but I think for now the defense have gotten so fast on they've gotten so fast on defense that you're seeing that that change on their side of the ball now, and they can cover these guys deep. They can cover the flats. They can cover all these guys because of these new athletes on defense. Yeah, yeah, because what they're doing, LJ, is they're running that Tampa two you talked about, and they just replaced the the Lance Briggs and Brian Urlacher and they're putting the safety that's kind of a bigger safety and they're putting yeah. him at linebacker yeah, basically. Yeah, he's, he's covering those so tight ends. But then you're also, it's, it's weird though too because you're seeing it on the defensive line too. So speed kills now on the defensive line as well. Like you get to that quarterback any way you can. It's not bull rushing J.J. Watt anymore. It's a quick spin move or a quick swim, whatever you can do, just get back there, whatever you can. Yeah. But so... LJ, then you know what the NFL likes to do. They're going to find a way to make scoring happen. I mean, they, they want points, right? So what are we going to make a rule to where you can't run two out No, no, the answer is they're going to find a Sean Alexander. They're going to find some yeah. guy that we, you know, like it's it's going to be a running. I'm telling you fantasy owners right now, like try to figure out which but, coach is like. Tony, you know this better than anybody. I think I saw that uh, go after four weeks, Saquon Barkley is the number one point score, but it's like it's lower than the number one point score at this exactly. point. Exactly. Dating back, how yeah. many, I don't know how many years, over so, a decade or something. Yeah, I want to be clear about something. The NFL still hasn't changed to where a wide receiver is not the most points, uh, is not going to get the most points out there. And so from a fantasy football perspective, I still think it's swung that pendulum, but it's going to swing back. So I, I say that I, I have two, two, um, uh, two items for the IT department uh, to see if they can figure this out either tonight or by the next time that we podcast. Well, this sounds like a long-term. I think that it is on it. I wonder the the number of defensive holding penalties has gone down extremely um, uh, a lot. Well, a lot this year because of what Jacob said, this, the speed on defense has increased. So you don't have a big linebacker trying to grab at a slot receiver. So that, that I think defensive holding has decreased. The uh, uh the the other side of that is I think linebacker weight has also decreased. So linebackers are now faster and quicker, but they're not as strong. And so what I think the reason I think that Saquon Barkley is having success, and the possible reason that the New York Giants will be a a playoff team, is because what? they have switched to being a power rush football team. As long as Saquon is healthy. He's one of the only power rushing backs in the NFL. 
when he's healthy. He was the total package, and so he's he's the guy. All these other guys we're talking about, even Jonathan Taylor is not the power rusher that Saquon Barkley is in his earliest career and what it looks like to be now. And so um, that's why I think that, LJ, you're absolutely correct. We're going to see this pendulum swing that maybe we do get uh, back to those bell cow backs, those guys that can hit four four yards of carry, six yards of carry, seven yards of carry, and do it 20, 25 times a game because that's what the defense has given them. And I've said this before, the pendulum will swing. Equilibrium is is what nature looks for, and this is going to come back. And so I think we're starting to see that right now in these first few weeks. Now, the NFL may get wise to it and say, hey, refs, you need to start calling more defensive holding. You need to start calling more pass interference, and and we'll see things we'll things see things turn around. But right now, defensive speed is killing it. What I will say, uh, this is this is a difficult stat to look up, but it is working their ass off on it, and it looks like we're about <laughs> always a, we're looking at uh, about a doubling of last year and a tripling of two years before that. Of I'm sorry, uh, defensive holding has has come down about half of last year and about triple of the year before that. Um, so defensive holding calls have, yeah, have dropped and, dramatically. And we talked about that last year, year before last, how the NFL was like, look, you're going to have to let the receivers go. And now, like Jacob said, defense said, okay, I'm going to put the speed so, on the so defense. So defense has yeah. reacted. They're like, yeah. right, then we'll put athletes yeah. that can cover them. Yeah. yeah. So very interesting. I think we're on to something. We should, we should write a thesis on that and publish it. <laughs> I'm on it. I'm on it. I'm on it. I'm on it. Um, so, LJ, uh, let's stick with great defenses and then go to the Dallas Cowboys. Um, at three and one, the Cowboys are poised to be exactly what you told me they would be at the beginning of the year. They're going to wind up being like seven and two or seven and one, and everyone's going to talk about them winning the Super Bowl, and then they'll probably end up winning nine games total. Uh, I don't want to go into my big forecast. Actually, the Cowboys are in a good spot. If I, if you told me before the year they were going to end up three and one after four games, regardless of the Dak injury, I'd have been like, if you, if you had said Dak's healthy, we end up three and one after four, I'd be like, sweet, awesome. That's as good as possible. Not as possible, but you know what I mean. But seriously, I, I it sounds like to all my friends and to all the internet that I'm a Cooper Rush hater. I'm not a Cooper Rush <laughs> hater. The guy is a great backup quarterback. There is yeah. no quarterback controversy whatsoever. I don't, Tony, am I crazy? No. Or like, I, people act, look at me like I'm insane. I'm like, you're an idiot for even saying there's a, a controversy. There's not. No, this guy is, you know, if you put a beard on him, he'd be Ryan Fitzmagic. You know, this guy, you know, Ryan Fitzpatrick. Well, no, because he's more conservative. Yeah, I just no. Think he, but I think he's he knows he's Dilfer. playing with the fans. He's, he's Trent Dilfer. I'm telling you, he's Trent Dilfer. Great defense. Bowl, don't throw interceptions. Yeah. Yeah, even he's, before, he's just kind of like. Yeah. At Super Tampa Bowl Bay, Trent Dilfer. Yeah. Yeah, he's he's a game manager. He's going to be a phenomenal backup quarterback winner. for his whole career, if yeah. if ever he lives that long. So yeah. you know, I think it's, <laughs> I yeah. There's no controversy. There's none none whatsoever. He he's playing like so like like watching the game and I, and there's a guy there's a guy I know he's listening. A buddy of mine, Cody Lewis. He's listening to this right now. We've had this argument too many times, but. He's playing well. He's doing, but he's just, he's, he's, he, what he's playing is he knows he has a defense that has not allowed 20 points all year. So he's like, when my shot's there, when CD is there, he's going to hit him and he's doing a good job of hitting those, but he's looking for dump offs, check downs, and he's playing well within the offense. And he's fine with 
Zeke getting a two-yard gain, three-yard gain, five-yard gain. And then when he can, he has athletes on the outside. I think he's done a great job. If some team wants to pay him big money, go be a starter, I think you roll out the red carpet for him because he's not that. He's a really good backup quarterback, which all you want from a backup quarterback is come in and just give us a chance. Just give us a chance. We beat the bad teams and we have a chance against maybe some of the good teams. When Dak comes back, now, what is if you're – Want to be an optimist? Tony likes to do the uh, two sides of the coin. <laughs> if we want to look on the, the bright side of the coin here, if the offense will continue, the team plays like they have Cooper Rush at quarterback, but they have Dak. And I think the same goes for Kellen Moore. Call the game like I think sometimes Kellen Moore calls the game like, "Oh well, Dak's Dak. He's like he's in Mahomes' light. He can do these things. I can let him do all this extra stuff." No, call the game like you got Cooper Rush in there, and then when the play breaks down, you have a guy that can run out of the pocket who can hit Michael Gallup deep. I think the Cowboys could be scary if Dak comes in and goes, all right, I can do the conservative stuff and just hit the big ones when they're there. But, yeah, there's no no controversy at all. Jacob, where, what, how should I feel about the Cowboys? I know you're you're not the Cowboys fan here, so just yeah. as me personally, should I be hyped about them? Should I be cool? Where, where should I stand? I think you should keep your cool. Like Same with the Jazz. Like, don't accelerate, but don't pump the brakes. They have, the, their their okay, true okay. test is coming up this weekend. At LA. We're still in the cruise control. Yeah. Their true test is coming up at LA. I don't know what the no I was just trying to look it up. I don't know what you say at LA. You say at LA, but there's probably gonna be more Dallas fans there than there is. <laughs> the Rams. Yeah, the, the Rams. <laughs> I don't know. The Rams won a Super Bowl. They probably converted at least a couple of those people, but um Surely. <laughs> but I, I don't know what the over under is. The line is uh, Rams minus five and a half. What's the over under though? <laughs> Forty three. Take the under. Like <laughs> I mean I don't think either team scores more than 20 points. Uh, so, But these are two great defenses. We just got done talking about the one-dimensional Rams. But the Cowboys, I think that defense is great. R- Cooper Rush is doing exactly what he's supposed to do. Manage a game. Don't turn it over. And right now you're trusting your defense. Until that gets back and that offense becomes maybe a little more explosive because of his abilities, you got to trust that defense. And they're doing a great job of it right now. And it's possible – I think Dak would like to come back this week. It just depends if they try to rush him. No, I, I think you say to me, the Eagles where the game matters, the divisional he's out. game. Yeah, he's out. Well, this week. and even that game, I think you don't bring him back and like don't do a Russell Wilson last year, where I know that the player wants to come back and more credit to him for rehabbing and wants to come back, but don't bring him back until he's 100 percent ready because Cooper Rush has shown us he'll keep you in a game. Yeah, and maybe you get a full turnover again. I'm looking. This is a big test for them this weekend, but I'm still really excited about that Eagles game in two weeks because I don't think they've faced a true top five rushing team yet. I think because I think their 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 strength. Yeah, their strength is I think the secondary and Michael Parsons getting to the QB, Um, and so that's what I think personally. And I'd I'd be very excited to see them go against Eagles who can run the ball. They do play in the NFC East, which is the best division so far in football right now. By, by record, like yes, we all it is. At the beginning of the year. Who knew? Um, but those wins, like I, the defense is playing great, but those wins are we had the Bengals when they couldn't block a soul, let alone Micah Parsons, <laughs> and then the Commanders and the Giants. I know the Giants are three and one, but the Giants. I think they got better at quarterback when both their quarterbacks got hurt somehow, which is in, <laughs> which is in, uh, incredible on their end. Um, I think the Cowboys have a lot to go. LJ, do, should I go ahead and cash my Super Bowl uh, future ticket, or have, what should I do with that? Uh, I'd cash it now because I wouldn't want to hold on to it. Yeah, uh-huh. say, if they're giving me any money, take it. Yeah. <laughs> For the record, I don't have that ticket. I don't hold that future. I, uh, I, I think that uh, I, 
Honestly, I think Dak's bad for the Cowboys right now. I, I really think what? that. Yeah. I think that I, I, I don't think Cooper Rush is like a great quarterback. Um, but I think that the whole team knows that they're not depending on QB play makes the team better. I think that Dak coming in makes everybody relax a little bit. I, I, I don't think he's what he was four years ago. I just don't think he is. Cooper Rush is a poor man's Andy Dalton, and that's saying something. I, yeah, I, yeah, I'd be okay with Andy Ooh, Dalton coming in, too. That's pushing uh, it. But, um, over Dak Prescott? I don't think Dak Prescott is Dak Prescott anymore. I think Dak Prescott is a poor man's desk for Dak Prescott. I would say right now there is a lot of starting QBs that are hating what's happening in San Francisco and in the Cowboys right now where they are having success with their backup QBs. Like, we don't need to pay these starters this kind of money. Now all the backups in the league are like, let's go, guys. We're doing it. Because we're in a Tampa, too. It's not about having the best quarterback in the world. It's about having somebody that can just wait for a second. It's about running the ball. It's about defense. It's about playing the game of football as opposed to just having a Drew Brees, you know, in your back pocket. I, that doesn't exist anymore. LJ has never liked Big 12 football. Yeah. He likes <laughs> no, he, yeah. Has, yeah. no, he does not. Than, except for the Lions. The Lions are still yeah, playing Big I, 12 football, but other than that. You know, I'll, I'll say this about the Cowboys, and I've been watching the Cowboys longer than I think any of the other podcasters here have been alive. That's safe. That's safe. Um, yeah. So, uh, I – Lucky for you. This is the <laughs> this is the fastest Cowboys defense I think I may have ever yeah. seen. Um, not saying they're the best because those uh, late seventies teams they just mauled people. It was just it, yeah. it was gross yeah. to watch. It was time, just they yeah. just really just killed them. But um, they're fast. These guys are extremely fast. And so as we talked earlier, speed is is where you are on defense right now. So I think this defense can carry them into the playoffs and make, and actually could win them a playoff game. So when your defense is winning you winning you games, your offense can't lose games. And that's where I think Cooper Rush is. He's not losing games. Now, Dak Prescott can do the same thing and actually be a guy that could win you a game in the last two minutes of a game. I don't think Cooper Rush is that guy. So um, so so let me say this. My my biggest concern right now for the Cowboys is that they still are not a just a a a dominating rushing team. Uh, I was just looking at Dak is I mean uh, Zeke is still averaging three eighty five. Pollard is down to four five a rush, and he's just not getting them any rushing thing rushing uh, uh, chances, and that really concerns me. And that probably goes to the offensive line, and I can't remember if Martin is out all year or if he's going to come back. At later in the year, did they say? I think he just rolled his ankle. I think he's okay. out for. He's got an ankle sprain. They, they are. They've got some serious issues if he can't come back. Um, and so, I, to be, I, if if I were the general manager, and I have pontificated about that for years, if I were the general manager of the Dallas Cowboys, <laughs> Dak Prescott doesn't come back till Martin comes back. And, um, and because because if you look at their schedule, you could keep Zach, uh, excuse me, Dak out until the bye week, and Dallas is probably yeah. sitting at, at 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 five and three, six and yeah. two, right? You know, you think you split between the Rams, which and five the, and three with Dak, you'd have been like, uh, like I wouldn't have been that not shocked. a problem, right? With Dak, so uh, I, I think you could do that because you got you you've got these next two games. So looking at the them. schedule, do you have it up, Tony? Uh, I got it. Yeah, yeah, they've got the Rams this week, then the Eagles, then the um, then Lions, Lions, Bears, and then the Commanders, Bears. right? 
Is that it? Lions, Lions, Lions and Bears, Bears Packers. and then a bye week. Lions, Bears, and then a bye week. That's right. Bye week, Packers. So you got to think they, they've got a chance of both the Lions and the Bears at home. They're going to win both those games just on the defensive side of the ball, right? And you can say what you say about the so Lions. five and three, and then you go I'm to just the Green Bay you. with a healthy 100% Yeah, bag. Jared Goff is going to get sacked nine times against the Cowboys. Take the over on the sacks, the Lions and the Cowboys. But um, but I, I said they split Rams and Eagles and then win both the Lions and the Bears. They're you know they're six and two going into bye week. I sign me up, Tony. I just want to go on the record. I, I don't know who if they're listening, but I've I've long said I think you'd be a better GM than our current GM. I, I want <laughs> I want I want Tony Green to be the GM of the Cowboys. His name's Green, not so, Jones. It can't happen. The, yeah. the one thing they're going to have to figure out, they're going to have that. to figure out how to pass the ball because the offense got extremely better when Michael Gallup came back last week. I, I think that's a that's a, a their passing offense just skyrocketed because Noah Brown is great for a. Uh, a well, fourth receiver, but um, yeah, okay, and then okay. Dalton, I'm say great seems like he's, yeah, Dalton Schultz with Dalton Schultz, Michael Gallup, Ceedee Lamb, they all become better when Michael Gallup's there, and so they get all those guys healthy and back. I think they're in good shape. Gallup at least makes you have to look on that side of the field because yeah. he didn't have a big game. I mean, he had the touchdown, but he only had I think three catches for twenty something yeah. yards. But he at least makes you have to respect. He's the limited. Receiver. Yeah. yeah, yeah, he was limited. LJ, I think I just wholeheartedly – Dak might not be the same guy he was at the beginning. He might, I think Dak is still a really good quarterback. I would – I mean, it's easy to start throwing out – I don't know. I, I think he's a top 10. I don't want to say top five because I can definitely name five quarterbacks. So, when has he proven that? When has he proven that? When has he proven that? Often. We don't need, we don't need to have Three that debate ago. right now. <laughs> yeah, we <laughs> – let's move on. Yeah, so – Last week, I put some teams. Uh, thank you, Jacob. We, sometimes we need some. Well, I just don't know where I'd land. So let's move on before I get asked um, a question. Myself, so. Last week, we threw, or uh, we, I threw a couple teams on my uh, suspended list of, yeah, yeah. of who I can bet on. Uh, three, three of those teams, luckily, two of them play each other. The Colts and Broncos play each other on Thursday night. Don't even have to worry about the game. I might look around at props, don't but I don't have to worry about the actual teams because they're, they're, they're both still suspended. I don't know what to do with them. <laughs> um, the other one was the Commanders. Honestly, I think I lift the Commanders off yeah. the suspension list because I can bet against them. I know they're trash. They yeah, are yeah, trash. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't have to worry about them doing like backdoor covers yeah. anymore. I do think though, I'm adding a team to my to my don't bet. Talk list. to me. It's not they're Who three and one. They're three and one. But I think I'm throwing the Vikings off my don't bet list. Ooh. They're on my suspended list because I, I always. I like them again this week. Every single week, I'm like, oh, they'll cover that. Yeah. And they don't. And they just don't. Yeah. You, they yeah. win. They win. And I, I think the Vikings will win this week. But somehow the Bears are going to lose by six. I can already see it. <laughs> yeah. You're so, right. You're right. I've You're suspended right. the Vikings. You can't, they, they, they can't they consistently trust they, Kirk Cousins. You just can't do that. That's, it's that's at not noon, a good it's, it's at noon, not seven. You know what I mean? I know. I understand that. I understand that. Well, I mean – what time was the London game? <laughs> so. <laughs> yeah, I thought, I thought he'd be great Not at eight thirty. You know. Yeah. <laughs> so they the Vikings jump on my suspended list. The the, the Washington Deadskins or the uh, Commanders <laughs> they jump off the suspended list. You can now bet against them if you would like. A team I'm monitoring, the Detroit Lions. I don't know what to do with them. I, don't I know guess they cover, but I, they were a favorite last over. week, and that's I should have known right overs. away. You don't bet on the Lions as a favorite; overs. they shouldn't have. Bet the overs. 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 <laughs> there we go. 
But that segues us perfectly. Well, before we get – they're still spinning the list. I need to have LJ give, give me his opinion because things have changed and we hadn't had him on. The Broncos. Uh, what do we do? They lost to the, the Raiders. Well, the Raiders. okay. Look, look. The 0-3 Raiders. Trump the game. Raiders are 0-3 by record only. They're a good team. They're a good team. The Broncos. That, that sounds like what you would say when they just beat your team. Trump game. I know. I know. Uh, <laughs> Russell Wilson wasn't what we paid for him. Uh, but but I, everyone needs to chill the fuck At out. least it's not all guaranteed like Sean Watson. Everybody yeah. needs to chill out. I'm just saying the it's a brand new head coach, brand new quarterback. Like what we're in, we're in week four of their entire tenure. Like chill Is out. LJ hitting us with the... Is this like his version of the Aaron Rodgers relax? Like he's like C. It is a little bit. Yeah, yeah, it is a little bit. I think like, am I looking? Am I looking for the Broncos to win the Super Bowl? No, and I never was. That was not the plan. I was. I know somebody here was. Because you would put a little bit like two dollars on that, um, which is probably too much. (laughs) Um, But uh, it's they're they're not a bad team. Uh, no, no, I don't think they're a bad team. They're just not the good team I thought they were. I don't think. And I think a lot of that is new people. I think anybody that's saying like Nathaniel Hackett's on the hot seat is the same people that have been saying every Broncos coach is on the hot seat for the last uh, four years, six years, and they're all so, Denver fans, and they all need to chill. Just chill. You're, just let somebody try. You're not for a typically second. a super reactionary fan, LJ, but I am curious. Uh, Not a hack it. What do we feel about him? Are we are we still good? Yes. Are we worried? Yes. I, why would we be worried? It's we're four weeks in. We're four. You're weeks not worried too. No. He kind of looks like a guy who got the promotion. Is like, well, I don't know why. They get this <laughs> yeah, we all look like that. That's exactly what well, we look like. That's our know. faces. I'm sorry if not everyone is Sean McVay. <laughs> not every coach can be Sean McVay. That's just a fact. That's life. That's what it is. And unless we found Sean McVay, then we'd know it. Otherwise, you got to try. You got to see what happens. Uh, I wouldn't have hired Vance Joseph as quickly as we did. And that was probably a smart decision. Um, so um, I think I think it's it's worth holding on for just a sec. I, if you're trying to bet money on the Broncos next week, I don't know. Maybe maybe think about well, other I'm not, places. tomorrow. So. tomorrow. Right. Yeah, Thursday right, night. Right. Thursday night. Yeah. Excuse me, Thursday night. Yeah. Smart player doesn't. A smart player doesn't. Um, yeah. It, I don't think this will be out in time, but it, 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 you'll hear it afterward. Just know, don't bet on that Thursday night game. That, like, never. You, no one knows what's going to happen. Expect, like in general, the Thursday night game is a, it's it, it's a, it's going to get you. This weekend, yeah. in in particular, like who knows what the hell? Could yeah. Thursday and London no are not where football happened. They don't happen on Thursdays, and they don't happen in London. No, I just promise you. <laughs> I would say Wilson. Good. Wilson at least looked better in that yeah. game. He had so moments he, he in looked, that game. They let him better. go. They, they he let looked him go. better. Well, and like he had moments. The where defense. Like, oh, that's the Russell had a Wilson. slip up. Well, we, that's we talk about we talk about all the time like quarterbacks that hadn't had an offensive coordinator for more than like three years straight or you know whatever it's like it takes some time to like figure out an offense and I'm not I get there's about a learning like a long term fan yeah as a long term fan I'm not worried this year they're not winning the Super Bowl just chill just as someone chill. who took Russell Wilson in your fantasy draft maybe a little worried maybe oh, yeah. a little worried fucking panic like give him up <laughs> um. <laughs> Find somebody, I don't know, find go no QB for the waiver wire. You know what I mean? Like it's fine. I yeah, I I, think, I get there's a learning curve, but there are times when I watch because I have some of Russell Wilson's wide receivers in some like league. Yeah. Uh, there are times where I'm I'm watching this game and the play calling on offense 
confuses the hell out of me. <laughs> and they brought in an offensive coach. That's what that's what the one thing that should be good. That's at. the only thing that worries me, LJ. I get there's learning curves. So I I get it. You you gotta at least give him two years, probably with Russell Wilson, to truly see if he can do and, something with him. But yeah. the play calling is what scares me. I'm not I, the results will come, but the, it's it's the play calling that worries me. <laughs> I don't disagree with you, but I think a lot of things would be uh, different if uh, Melvin Gordon didn't have a fumble per game. Right. You know, I agree. Um, I agree. We're talking very <laughs> differently right now yeah. about the Broncos. Yeah. So, like, there there are uh, some weird anomalies that are making them what they are. Yeah. Plus everything else is new. So yeah. the bummer, the bummer is Javante Williams had. Yeah. I think he tore like everything. That's bad. Dude. Javante yeah. Williams is legit one of those running backs where you're like, it wouldn't have shocked me. They don't give him the carries, but like he, I see a lot of the same things I see in Jonathan Taylor and Javante Williams. He does it all. He's big. He's strong. He's fast. Yeah, he's gonna be really good. I, it wouldn't all. It also wouldn't. I don't see it now, probably without him, LJ. But I could easily see in four weeks. You're like, remember when we thought Hackett and Russell Wilson wouldn't figure it out? Like, I don't know what to do with them. Well, I could I will easily say see them all of a sudden in defense of Melvin Gordon. Which I'm, if you're a fantasy player, maybe don't listen to me right now. Just shut off. Just pause or something. Move on. But uh, but in defense of Melvin Gordon, he's had four fumbles in four games this year. He he averages like two and a half fumbles a year, so he's going to regress back to the mean. Probably not fumble for the rest yeah. of the year. Yeah. Last year, his stats were as good as Javante Williams, um, yeah. if not better, if I remember correctly. Yeah. Um, like touchdown wise, maybe. Well, yeah. and he gets the goal line carries all day, every day, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. and and so I think like Javante Williams is a big hit for us to like deal with as, as Bronco nation. Uh, let's ride. But, uh, <laughs> um, but, <So> awesome. <laughs> but, uh, but Melvin Gordon is a pretty good running back. And, and, and I think like if, if the expectations of the Super Bowl get ready to be disappointed, but if your expectations are a playoff game, I think we can hit that pretty easily. Honestly, you know, it was fun to watch. The, the matchup between Patrick Sertan and Devontae Adams, oh, that was that was fun to agree. watch. That showed me for sure. Yeah. Sertan yeah. is is one of the top. Like he's yeah. gonna be one of the top corners. Yeah. I agree. Adams got him a couple times, but Adams is awesome. Yeah. I mean, yeah. so I want to be no, clear. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And it's for this game Sunday night, and then they'll have our two two comments. The game Sunday night on the road against an 0 3 team in Vegas. I thought the Broncos did pretty good. If it wasn't for that last drive the Raiders had, which just how do you? They haven't all year long uh, can, uh, carried the ball and been that successful on the ground until that last yeah. drive. And I don't know uh, if the Broncos' defensive line was out at you know they were in Caesar's Palace all night long. I don't know, but it looked like it. They were just done. And uh, if it wouldn't be for that, I think the Broncos have put themselves in that position to go back and and have a, a game winning drive. And I I had all confidence that they would. But um, the uh, uh, and if it hell, if Boone would have caught the damn ball, they yep. still could have done yep. it. Well, anyway, yep. me and LJ even talked about that because we were. I was trying to figure out should I pick up Boone in fantasy. Anywho, like, I, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Anywho, Anywho, they're, they're not that far. Anywho, they're not that far off. That was their first AFC West game, and they were competitive. So I think that's a good deal. I mean, their two losses. Uh, Russell Wilson had to go back to a very emotional game at Seattle. That was bad luck to be scheduled well, there, and then this no one. Doubt so that the Vegas Raiders are way better than their record. They're, oh yeah, I mean, yeah, is yeah, any, yeah. Is anybody disagree it, with that? That's no way desperation game for them. Desperation game, and that's yeah. Yeah. and so playing them at home in a desperation game that mm. that was a um, 
they were going to win that. I so, still stand behind though. The, Russell, Russell Wilson is the the he's a hot I, whether a guy or girl. He's your super hot significant other. Just not fun to hang out with. Yeah. Mr. Yeah, he's hot. Yeah, I think you're it's right. a great like you. You like to be taking pictures with that person, but like y'all's conversations are terrible. Yeah, <laughs> I, you don't enjoy it, it. The only other thing I'd say is it's really disappointing to me to hear LJ talk about the Broncos with that little whine in his voice. I just hate yeah. that. Yeah, me too. Me <laughs> too. Me too. I want to feel better. I want to. You know, better. it's like Eeyore walked in. Well, is there we're a gonna be a for different teams, team, or? but. <laughs> We're not going to get this Super Bowl. Give Nathaniel Haggard a chance. You know, I ah, just feels well, bad for him. Come I, on, I'm more. Used to it. I, I need don't know more why from you're you. not. We've done 300 episodes. Like, I need more uh, from you. Get mad. Get something. It. Don't do the ER thing, man. Don't do the ER. We, we got to get better. I, well, Be Tony, better. I know, I know him pretty well. <laughs> He's a little upset. He's a little upset. Be better. Well, but I'm also. Be better. Maybe my flaw is that I give give too much people too much time. I'm so annoyed anytime someone gets two years and gets fired. That that pisses me off beyond no end. So four games, chill, fucking chill. LJ, hundred percent. Let's make you happy. Let's let's win some money. All right, let's let's, let's give the viewer or the listener some money. All right. So we're gonna get to our picks for those who are new to the program. How dare you for not listening longer? But <laughs> uh, what we're gonna do is we're gonna give you our favorite favorite. We're playing with the points. So if we take a team. Minus nine, that means that team has to win by more than nine. And then we're going to give you our favorite underdog, same thing, against the spread. So if they're a plus nine, they just have to come within nine of whoever they're playing. And then we give you just our money line dog. That's just a, a, an underdog we expect to win outright. So let's go ahead and start off with Uncle Tony. What you got? Let's go. Uh, do you want to go? You choose. Do you want to go favorite or underdog? Yeah, well, let's do favorite. Oh, favorite. <laughs> I'm going with the Vikings. <laughs> don't bet them. Don't bet them. <laughs> going with the Vikings. See, that, Bears are in town. Uh, coming back from, uh, come back from London. Uh, Bears are I, a really good team. Yeah, the Bears didn't play in London. The Vikings played. In London. Vikings. That's what I said. The Vikings coming back from London. Oh, okay, I, okay, I, okay, there, okay. That was just a anomaly. I think uh, Cooks Cooks back a hundred percent next week and. Uh, uh, Justin Jefferson showed he's he he shook that bad week off. I like the Vikes minus seven at home. I, I'll take that. See, and the reason it's suspended for me, Tony, is because I also I love it. I love it, but I also love the week before, and I also love the week before that. And yeah. I got burned on both of them. So you got to be confident. I don't. Here. I'm not saying you're wrong, but that, that there's confident no confidence. Jacob, who you got? Uh, I'm favorite, favorite. a favorite here, and I'm going to go with the Jacksonville Jaguars. Uh, minus seven, I think, against at home against Texans. That, I don't think Trevor Lawrence will fumble four more times, and I think if they can score more than 27 okay. points yeah. without four fumbles, they'll beat the Texans by more than seven. So I'm going to go Jaguars at home. But more than 15. Jaguars minus seven. All right, well, let's get back. That'll help me out in my uh, Trevor Lawrence-Drew Lock bet, but that, that's neither here nor there. Um, LJ, who do you got in your favorite? I see Bucks minus nine. Is that what we're seeing? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what we're seeing. Yeah, I like that. I against the Falcons, who don't feel like a real football team to me. Um, I like that. They're gonna get back hard after last week. It's it's interesting, LJ. I, I don't know if that's gonna be my pick, but I thought about the Falcons as my underdog pick there. Well, call it. Call but, it. Baby. Um, they're without Patterson. They're gonna make Mariota throw. It's not a bad pick. No, uh, I think my pick this week will be for my favorite favorite. I will go. It's not sexy, 
Nothing sexy about it, but it'll, it'll just win money. Uh, New Orleans Saints minus five and a half. I think Seahawks Jeez. suck. Kamara should be back. I think Seahawks suck. Gino balled Kamara out. Kamara will bud. be back. He yeah, did. Gino, I don't know. Gino's what's, a better quarterback than the great Russell Wilson. I don't. So, Gino doesn't have the four lines are doing this weird or whatever back. I don't know. <laughs> I yeah, I'm a little scared of that one, but that they are at home. We'll let, we'll let the listeners decide. The listeners can follow Kevin. And it's like, <laughs> is it Dalton or Winston? It doesn't matter. Oh, honestly. okay. I'm, I'm not oh. worried about either one of them. Okay. I just don't think. I really don't think. I think the Seahawks. Are you hear that, bad. Seattle? You I don't know suck. what. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, I truly think Seattle is like all time bad. I think they're real. I yeah. think they've won the two games they're going to win all this right, year. Let's move on. So. Let's move on. Let's move on. <laughs> <laughs> one of those is against Denver. Uh, Pops is favorite. Favorite. He's thinking along the lines of LJ. He has Bucks minus nine yeah. as his favorite. Brady, favorite? Brady pissed. He's paying some yeah. money we'll some right now. Yeah. <laughs> I'll go ahead and look at his dog this week. He has Detroit plus three against I don't know who they're playing. I don't have that pulled up right here. Detroit, New England. He has Detroit plus. He wrote plus three, but my line says plus three and a half. What do I give? Give him three and a half. Give him three and a half. Three and a half. So who's he got? Detroit plus three and a half against the Patriots is what Pops has for his underdog. That's not bad. What do do, do you think about? You like that, Tony? Yeah, other than it's at New England and and uh, but they got their third string QB. Yeah, third string Zappo, Zappy, Zappo, whatever his name is. Yeah, the over under is forty five and a half, and Lions games average seventy. Currently, so the does that mean I just need to hammer though. the over? Yeah, yeah. Can't score. That's the problem. That is going to be Bailey the most Zappy. He's used to those kind of games. Most Eastern boring game you've boring. ever watched. New England is going to be first down run, second down run, third down run, punt. It's going to be. So is that one of those games where you're like yeah. red zone? Just show me every now and then. Every now and again, on the bottom line, yep. I'm turning it on. It. I'm I'm putting it in my veins. There Let's you go. go. <laughs> That's the one you want to watch, LJ. LJ. Who do you got for your dog this week? Uh, so uh, I wasn't on the podcast, but I did this exactly last week. Is uh, the the Packers are a defensive team, not an offensive team? So I'm picking the Giants at plus seven and a half. I think that's going to be a closer game. Um, and yeah, I'm just confident with that. Giants plus seven and a half, no problem. Uh, Man, LJ, me and you see like I, I, they're not my locks, but those are two games I'm probably going to bet the opposite <laughs> of what you go joke. ahead. Go ahead so if you want to lose, feel free. That's fine. No, what I might do, what I might do now, because of you, I might tease those and just get it to where it's like Bucks minus three, and then and then Packers just to win or yeah, something. Yeah, like yeah. I don't know. I, no, I don't Packers know. Packers will win that game one hundred percent. They'll win it by four points. They want to win it by seven and a half. <laughs> Did you, the Giants' quarterback is still? I think Daniel Jones. It's Saquon Barkley. Yeah, it's Saquon yeah, Barkley. I don't care. I don't care. I don't care. That's not relevant to me. They are they are the one team that has the power running back, so they can run. They can they right. know how to score against. The, and so they the run out the clock. So, uh, LJ, it all checks out. Clock and also pick that under. Pick that under. I don't know what it is, but the pick under it. there is four, 40 and a half. Ooh, it's pretty low. Easy, easy. Pick it. Pick that under. <laughs> That's pretty tough. Uh, and oh, I'm, I'm glad you brought that up, LJ. This is the first time I think we've been in London games for I think six or seven years. First time that we've ever sent two teams with winning records to the wow. London. Yeah, so wow. finally we're giving, giving we're giving London America's finest. I yeah, didn't realize that was a London game. Okay, cool. Uh, stick <laughs> with it. Stick with it. 
Jacob, what you got? So, uh, for a couple of reasons, I'm going with the Steelers. Uh, one, 14, Tell me 14 points is a lot of points in the NFL. True, um, true. Even if it is true. at Buffalo. Uh, true. Two, the Steelers, if you don't count their Thursday night 12-point loss to the Browns, all their games I think have been four points or less uh, against their opponents. And then another point is Kenny motherfucking Pickett. <laughs> so... <laughs> Who in his I first love 13 passes Kenny only threw zero incompletions, to he be is honest. Finally, so. He's finally starting for them, as he should, and I'm very excited to see him in a full game. So I will take the Steelers plus 14 against the Bills. <laughs> Are you someone that has George Pickens in fantasy? Lives? I may that, or may not have both of them in a dynasty Pickett. league. So. <laughs> yeah. 14, 14 is a lot. That's a lot of points in the NFL. Pittsburgh's bad, but... Tomlin finds a way to keep a game, you know, somewhat competitive. Mm-hmm. So I, I don't hate that. I don't hate that at all. Tony, what you got? Well, uh, I wanted to go Giants, but that game is in London. I hate betting in London. You just don't know uh, who got sick on the plane. But you could wake up with the win. You could wake yeah, up with no. the win games. And I am, win. I'm going to go out there, and I'm going to take the Arizona Cardinals plus five Whoa. at home against the Eagles. And the reason is the Eagles are going across the country. Let me tell you, it, it is the wrong way. It is pretty much a given that the team flying to the other coast and is a favorite will not cover. That's another IT not, thing. I mean, I know there. like going to the East Coast is is bad because you lose hours on yeah. the night. Yeah, it's the West the same. Coast is that is that as bad? Well, Jacksonville me, played pretty well in LA. <laughs> did they cover? They won. Yeah. So yes. Yeah, well, yeah, they, they did. They okay. Beat the hell okay. Yeah. They were the favorites. So you're they, saying they, the they, Eagles are the favorites. Yeah, Eagles are the favorites. Okay, okay, Eagles okay, are the favorites. Okay, gotcha, so gotcha. I'll do some research. I'll do some research. Uh, some research. IT will. Someone. Yeah, I can do some research. I I like the Cardinals plus five home dogs with the Eagles coming to town. I, I like. That's it. not a bad call. That's not I like a bad call. It. I, for my dog this week, I think I'm going to go ahead and choose. I think I like the, the Browns hosting the Chargers. I the thought Browns about that one hard. Chargers. I thought about that one hard. And it's not because I don't like the Chargers. I just think the Chargers, they have a jinx. I don't know what's wrong with them, but they are so hurt. They're so banged up. And I don't, I just think the Browns will figure out. They shouldn't have, did the Browns, the Browns, they lost to the Falcons, right? This past week. Uh, yes. They lost to the Falcons when Mariota was Mariota was terrible, and the Browns still find a way to lose that game. So yeah, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go there. And for my, uh, I want to go ahead and go with my money line dog, just because it kind of segues into what uh what Uncle Tony did. I I want some juice on my money line dog. I I want a little extra point. The Cardinals are gonna win straight up against the Eagles. I like the Cardinals. Okay. Okay. Cards on the money. Line. Okay. LJ, uh, what, what do you what do you got for your money line dog? The Bengals. Uncle, gotta... Tony, Uncle Tony didn't even hear my pick. He didn't even know so what he, he took. Yeah, he heard, he heard you cards. The, you took the so, cards money line. Money line. Money line. Boom! Shakalaka. Money line is uh, the Bengals have got to get right at some point, so I'm taking them. That that I think this is a good game for him. Um, the Ravens allegedly can't play defense. I don't know what they did against Josh Allen, but they can't play defense. So we'll just see what happens. Mother Nature did help out. They had a 12th defender. Yeah, that's true. That's true. So I'm picking, I'm picking the Bengals um, as my money line. 
Mm, okay. Does it worry you at all that like the Ravens just came off like a, a shitty just all week? They're just thinking about how bad that loss is, and like they just want to get back on the field. Does that worry you? Or? Yeah, hundred percent. I didn't like any money line. Honestly. <laughs> honestly, this week money line wasn't what I want, or money line dogs isn't what I wanted at all. Yeah. All right. Um, who feels more comfortable? Which one? Y'all, y'all choose which one goes so, out of you two. Uh, all right, Jacob. Tony had his already written down. I don't like that. I'm seeing the same pick I'm about to say here, but uh, <laughs> I, it looks like we're both we're both on the Jets over the Miami this this weekend. Uh, Jets at home. I think it's a three and a half. Really? The Jets offense. Like I think Garrett Wilson is legit on that outside, and then two, no Tua coming in this weekend most likely if he hasn't already been ruled out. And so I don't like Miami's Miami's running game at all to begin with, even with Tua. And so I don't know, unless the defense is just going to shut down this Jets offense, I think it's pretty hot right now. Um, Zach Wilson's back. I mean, they only scored, what, like 20 points against the Steelers here without T.J. Watt. Yeah, but I, I think don't know. that secondary is pretty still. It, 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 I'll I'll take the the sprinkle of the Jets at home against a tourless uh, Miami. <laughs> uh, so the only reason I I, I thought about actually the Dolphins is my favorite. I, I think it's minus is three three it's and, three and, and a half. Yeah. yeah. I just because Teddy Bridgewater is to me he's a lot like a Cooper Rush where he's not a starting quarterback. He's a good backup. He's a very good backup. And I think they're talented enough. I actually, y'all are more of the fantasy people than I am, but um, I think Mostert could have a, a big week this week. I think they finally, because they just don't have, they get a little too creative. Yeah. Too. What, where do y'all They go? are really, the Miami Dolphins backfield from a fantasy standpoint is really a mess. Muddled. Because you've got uh, yeah. Chase Edmonds getting most of the goal line work and then some middle work, and then you've got Mostert, and then they're sprinkling in um, not Gaskin. He hadn't played it down yet. Uh Gaskin, is he, he's still on yeah, the Yeah, he is. I don't know if he's punt returning or what. But uh, anyway, um, but yeah, it's really hard to tell and, and against the Jets at New York. That's going to be a tough one. I'm not sure. I would say this. If you're in a daily fantasy, I think Tyreek Hill probably catches at least one, if not two, 30 or more touchdown passes because that's what Teddy Bridgewater does. So they're going to let him well, fly, and, and I, I suspect he gets it. And I – I'll take the over in this game, but I think this is like a, uh, you know, the Jets, the Jets win 31-30, 31-29, something like that. So, I mean, if you're feeling frisky and you like the Jets, you could just, like, don't get crazy with it, but like a Jets money line of the over? Yeah. All of a sudden. I like that. You know, nothing crazy, nothing just crazy. a little like, you know, small bet on it or something. Yeah. I, I don't hate that. A couple centiles. Oh, yeah, Six-point yeah. teaser. See yeah. I do agree. Ooh, yeah, that's a great that, idea. Six-point teasers are really good Garrett, idea. Garrett Wilson's the real deal. Yeah. He, I don't know if Zach Wilson's the real deal. He did show a few throws that were good, but Garrett Wilson is a Brees, player. The, so, yeah. So, Brees Hall's, Brees Hall's a real a deal. Player. So, you've got now Brees Hall's got a few games. Brees Hall, uh, uh, Garrett Wilson, Elijah Moore. Did y'all just talk Tyler to me about the Jets money This guy, they've got this. some players now. Yeah, we need to stop talking about the Jets like this. It's crazy. Yeah. Tony, it's what's crazy your money line dog? It's your money line Don't dog. Don't make me lose money on the Jets. Crazy talk. Are you taking the Jets still or are you in? Yeah, I'm taking the Jets. Yeah, I'm all over the Jets. Uh, I mean. We'll be in green and white in the house this weekend. Uh, J-E-T-S, Jets, Jets, Jets. <laughs> I think I'm doing the over in the Jets. I like that. I mean, uh, not bad. Who's your, who's your dad taking? Um, 
Oh, let's see. What, what's he got for his money line? Let's see where we're at. He has Cleveland. Oh, so he's with me a little bit on Cleveland. Okay. Cameron. So he has Cleveland win uh, outright. Cleveland? Cleveland win on the money line. Browns. That's what he's got. I'm not liking it that much. Okay. <laughs> but I, I'm betting with Very nice. Kevin. Tony, you don't like you don't like the Browns? I don't pick? like the Browns either. I don't like the Browns at all. <laughs> 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 Makes me like it even more. There you go. That's probably a good choice. That's smart. If the whole podcast is torn, then I'm like, yeah. I don't know. That's probably smart. Yeah. And I either want everyone to agree with me or none. <laughs> yeah. If everyone agrees, I know I'm wrong. I, and if yeah, no one agrees with me, I'm like, I might be right. Yeah. Full strength. Especially if Keenan Allen's playing. Uh, yeah. Anyway. That is true. That does change yeah. things. I, the, the Chargers. Should sit Herbert. I don't know why. I didn't get to watch a ton of the Texans game because thankfully Red Sox didn't throw that off except for when <laughs> Damian Pierce was going for like 70 yards. Um, but I think I think that they should sit Herbert. Just let my king sit because he's my favorite quarterback and I just don't want him hurt. And yeah. I think they're going to get him hurt by playing him. He'll be all right. It's not. Uh, do we have anything else? Okay, so <laughs> – do we talk any to it? Do we want to talk to it at all? Like, no. I, mean, that, I, I, I think it's obvious really. what happened. I think it's all yeah. concussions. We've talked about it. It's it's there. It's a double it, – two concussions in a row. I, I think he cleared protocol, whether he did or didn't, whatever. Well, no, no, no. Okay, so then we should talk about it because there is a loophole in the, the well, concussion protocol. <laughs> Do you all yeah. know about the, the loophole in the concussion protocol? Go ahead. So uh, if, if it's found that – so what's the type of doctor that takes care of, like, broken bones and shit? Or – Orthopedic. Yeah. So, so, okay. Yeah. Thank you. So if there is an orthopedic reason for somebody stumbling, then that doesn't count against their concussion protocol. So what they decided was there was an orthopedic, there was an orthopedic reason for Tua struggling two weeks ago. And so it wasn't a concussion. So do the neuro, but is there not, there's supposed to be spotters out there who go, that looked like a concussion. Either way, he has to go through the protocol. Right. And so he went through the protocol and they found that there was an orthopedic reason for his stumble. That's that that is what happened. And I think that's really interesting. And and so who do you blame for that? Do you blame Mike? Uh, Mike? Well, Daniels they already fired the independent neurologist. Well, I think I think that's kind of the thing is like you, you I, it's it's hard to say who the pressure is actually on to make that call and whether or not it's valid. And I think that's that's the, the question that should be asked is like uh, who pays who and who wants what and stuff like that. Um, yeah. Because I think like, it's really easy for somebody to say like, yeah, oh, yeah, it was an orthopedic injury or not, depending on how important it is. Um, and so for him, it was an orthopedic injury and that's why he was allowed to play on Thursday night, which is probably why he had a second concussion. I've also heard from doctors uh, that the, that the second concussion doesn't mean he should retire from the NFL, which I'm seeing a lot lately. Um, but well, go ahead. Finish. Well, I mean, that's, that's kind of it is, is I don't think that's, well, think should have what to annoyed me. I'll say what annoyed me on that was like, it turned into one of those, I, I hated it for him and he shouldn't have played, but then it turned into like, who can be the most mad on the internet? And yeah. like, everyone's yeah. just trying to, and those, I don't care what subject we're talking that mm-hmm. instantly. I'm like, I hate this. Yeah. I, 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 yeah. It just became we gotta, we gotta be mad. And, oh, I'm even more mad because you just ruined his life. It's like, it, it sucks. It just sucks for him. Can we just like say it sucks for him, and then we'll, we'll 
hopefully fix it. I just don't like it when everyone's trying to be more mad than the next person. Well, yeah, I think like, you know, from Tua's perspective, of course he wanted to be back out there from the coaches and the coaching staff's perspective. Of course we want him back out there. So it comes down to whether or not somebody clears him to be back out there. And the question is whether or not they have any incentive to want him back out there. And so that's all that matters. The right? NFL fired their, the independent neurologist or the PA or whoever it was that hires those. They, they, they got rid of that independent neurologist. And what's going to happen is anytime the NFL has a story where like all of a sudden this Tua news is like leading good morning America and all the big newscasts, not just like sports center, then the NFL is going to make some big, statement try to like they're probably gonna pin it all on one person and say they fix things i hope they do because he should have never played again he shouldn't have played again that in the in the bills game or in the next game probably yeah Yeah. i think the biggest thing is you shouldn't come he shouldn't have come back to the game he was in i i have less of a problem with a thursday night than the fact that he came back into me too i agree so yeah that's probably true yeah because how i guess as an organization they're probably thinking like okay well damn if we do our eval after the game and like hey he might have been concussed and then they don't play. Yeah, and now you're like, oh, we let him back in. Well, but why did he come back? And look, yeah. yeah. So yeah. they kind of were, based on that person's evaluation, they were stuck playing him that next week, I feel like, as an organization. Yeah. Agreed. Agreed. Yeah. Um, all right. So let's, let's bounce off of football now and get into a little, um, get into a little baseball let's here. Do so it. Aaron Judge. Aaron Judge. Hit the what was it sixty two? Sixty two, right, yeah. 62. Roger Maris was sixty one. Yeah. So he he's the new home run king in America in the American League. Sorry, excuse me, American <laughs> League. Not even the record. Should I care, Tony? Where where what what where, where should I be? Yeah, if because I kind of did care. Yeah, if you're old school, you care uh, because this is this. There's no. I, I don't. There's not going to be an asterisk beside this sixty two. Um, and, we know and yeah, how do we know that? What do you mean? Well, as of today, because <laughs> okay. there's not another guy chasing him getting 70 something, right? When and Sosa and McGuire were there. We weren't thinking there was an asterisk. We thought that was, we I, thought well, was I was young. Right. I don't know. I was young. I don't know. Yeah. And, and I'll say this there, no other, <laughs> no other guy that's been hitting this is six foot. Yeah, six or whatever yeah. he is. You're not catching him in the back room of the locker room, stretching him, trying to make him yeah. taller. <laughs> he's just big. He's he is Rob Gronkowski big, and he's yeah. um, to do what he's done. I think the biggest feat, the bigger feat, is he's so close to the triple crown. I don't know if he got it today or not, but to hit for average, and hit he for, didn't play today. I don't think he went one for four. I think in their first game, and then. I think they only have one today, maybe. Yeah. yeah, hit for average, hit for power. So yeah, you should. It, it, it is a kind of a big deal to bring back that sixty-one to get people to think about it. But as far as because the National League, uh, anyway, to cut it short, yeah, you should care. It, it, sixty-two is a big deal. Well, does in American it matter League. that? Uh, so, so my question, I think, is: Does it matter that he broke the AL record, or does it matter because he's not uh, an obvious steroid user? Oh, that's a good question. Uh, probably the, sec- probably the probably second, because the they're just looking for somebody because of Barry Bonds and because of McGuire. And was so, it, so, what was Barry Bonds? Was he 71? 73. I think so, yeah. Uh, yeah. Kevin was right. He did not play today. Yeah. Um, I, I think it's because they feel like there's no steroid in any implication here. Um, and uh, because of the testing that does go on, that 
they this is more of a true record and, and that it's really more of a throwback. If you're old school, it's important. If you're new school, it's probably not that I should get it's probably not that important. Well, because my thought has been constantly because he was on the edge of the AL record, right? The AL record or the NL, uh-huh. yeah, AL record. AL record yeah. Yeah. Um, AL. And so I was wondering if there was some like reason because obviously that means that that all of the people in my lifetime that have broken the record have been in the NL. And I was wondering if that meant that there was some reason that it only gets broken in the NL, but it sounds like it's more of a, that's just, that's a marker we can put that we should be really excited yeah. about because he's doing a great job. Right. Yeah. In the steroid era, cool. if we want to call it that, I'm not saying it is, I'll just call it that. I'll call Ra- it that. You don't Rafael Palmero, um, when he was in the race uh, for that, he hit 58. It was close. 58, yeah. 50 something. Uh, and got close when McGuire was hitting 66 and Sosa 66 and the bond 73. Um, but those guys just happen to be in the NL. And um, uh, so the, diff- the thing about the AL that's made it a little bit more difficult is with the uh, designated hitter rule, <clears throat> pitchers stay in longer. So you've got starter pitchers who have to stay in longer. So you see better, sometimes see a lot, a little bit better pitching in the AL than in the NL where it didn't have the DH. You were getting a little more um, uh, relief pitchers. You, who, relievers you, you, you know, got, yeah. sixth, seventh, eighth inning, you were seeing – you were seeing uh, pitchers who weren't who were uh, better That's than you were in the AL. I never thought about that. Yeah. So, um, yeah, or excuse me, a little worse than they were in the AL. So, um, the AL, you got to, you had, you saw the starter for eight nine innings. Who's the better pitcher, right? So, yeah. um, uh, because so otherwise you had to get a batter in when you needed right, runs, right? Okay. So okay. that had a little to do with it, but again, I I think that the deal is that it's it's an old school record because Roger Maris is still that old school. Yeah. If you're saying it, but for steroids, and that's whether still you like record. him or not, it's a Yankee thing. It's like, a Yankee. You know, it, he broke the Yankee. I yeah. mean, you know, that part I it's something. It is something. You know, <laughs> the Yankee thing I could give um, a shit. But the AL record, it's still pretty cool, and he did it. And it, Uncle, I do have a question. Where does like, and I'm, you don't have to give me the definitive, and I, I'm, I'm leaning on both of you two on this, uh, Jacob, Tony, Aaron Judge, as far as top MLB. Players, non pitchers, is he like number one? Is he top three, top ten? Like, is he just about? Like, you don't have. I'm not like holding your feet to the fire, but just like, where would you like? What like would today's you game category? Today, like right now, non pitcher. What is he top? What? Ooh. And he could be one. I don't know. He's not he is one for but. me. Um, I really I just because I I like a five tool guy and I think that's what I really like. Yeah. So like I want a gold glove and a guy that's hitting. So like Nolan Arenado yeah. I think is top top dog for me. Him or maybe Paul Goldschmidt both are both are Cardinals. But I mean that tells you how their season's going. I guess but, just for for a <laughs> non super baseball-y person, a five tool is somebody that can hit and field. Or, yeah, like defensive. Okay. Like yeah, so like a gold glove gotcha. is like you win. You're winning awards yeah. for your yeah, defense. Yeah, yeah. So right. I like yeah. those kind of guys. I think I I I I think I favor those guys more than maybe just the DH or power hitters. I and mean, he's still playing right field, like, and he's not doing a bad job. But I mean, I don't think he's wearing gold gloves. But no. I'd still put him top three though for what he's done for the triple crown this year. Yeah, top three. He's top yeah. three for me. But like Jake said, the five to run, field, throw, hit for power, hit for average. That's a five like tool. Mike player. Trout. Mike Trout. Mike Trout. Five, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. Um, yeah. So he is like the poster he boy. He is the poster for, boy. Yeah. yeah. That's Shohei Otani is pretty 
pretty, pretty damn good what he's <laughs> doing. Autonomy <laughs> the six tool. Six tool. Bad man. pitch, yeah. That's a six tool player. But um, uh, yeah, he's definitely top three. And he is going to get PAID'd next yeah. year. Because um, well, he bet on himself, right? He yeah, bet he on did. Himself this he year. Did. They're saying he could he he might not judge. be a Yankee. Judge, bet They're on saying himself. he might not be a Yankee. He might be too rich for the Yankees. So. Ain't that wow. crazy. I didn't know that was a thing. Yeah. Yeah. The only other team I think of richer than the Yankees is the Dodgers. The Dodgers. Wow. <laughs> so, wow. Man, that gets tough. Yeah. 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 I guess I can think he's so young still. That's he wants A Rod money. Guy, yeah. He, he could, wants A Rod money. He could play for the Royals and they could have a bunch of double A guys around him, I guess. I know. Know, sounds like Kansas City to me. <laughs> yeah. That'd be it. That'd be it. So. So. I have a little, this is a little trivia now. We're going back to the person who holds the record, whether whether there's an asterisk beside or not. But in 2004, Barry Bonds had an on-base percentage of 609. Incredible. Mm-hmm. How many straight at-bats with an out? So he strikes out every single at-bat. How many straight would it take for him to fall below the person who finished number two that year? Which was, I'll tell you who it was. It was Todd Helton who finished number two. The Rockies, yeah. yeah. So, how many at bats? If you had to guess, how many at bats do you think it would take for him to fall below number two? Hundred. I was going to say a hundred. One one twenty five. Do you have a guess? No. You want no. to? I I do have some input, but not on that. <laughs> so I got one hundred and eighty six straight outs for him to fall below Todd Helton. Yeah. Wow. It's incredible. I a lot. I'll share this with you guys, but I saw somebody made a video of at Barry Bonds Peak. Um, if he never swung at a single pitch and no pitcher was, knew that he wasn't going to swing at a single pitch, he would have been the, the, had the greatest OBS of all time. Like uh, he, he was, uh, yeah, nobody wanted to pitch to that man. So yeah. he didn't From have to swing side, at balls to get. Yeah, walked a ton. Yeah. Ton. yeah. Yeah, I mean, he might have been cheating, but the deal was incredible. Was incredible. Well, and, and nobody wanted to play against him. Nobody wanted nobody. it. Nobody wanted a piece of that. He was a big guy. What's the craziest thing to me with Barry Bonds, and it's correct me if I'm wrong, wasn't he like 36 and 36 on home runs and stolen? Like, he was a, a Hall of Fame player before the steroids, wasn't he? Yeah. Like, yeah. It was early he, in his career. He, yeah. he was a five-tool player. Yeah. He didn't need yeah. He was exactly what you yeah. want. Like, he he exactly didn't need it. You like. He didn't need and it. And he did the drugs. He's double what I, you want. He's better than what you want. I guess. (laughs) He took away a couple of those tools and really increased another one. (laughs) True. He may have have shrunk another tool. That's probably true. That's probably true. Oh, with that. Do we have do we have any um any bougie problems? I don't know. Usually pops. Oh, oh got a right up. Okay. I don't I don't think it's like I don't think it's a bougie problem, but I have a problem that I've really wanted to complain about since I've been off the podcast. Uh please. So this is your platform. So I've I found the people that never take a sick day, that never take a day <laughs> off, never show up to work late. I found them. And they are the people that have been demolishing the building across the street from me <laughs> for the past month and a half. <laughs> at 8.01 every morning, every weekday morning, I get woken up by the floor shaking. It drives me insane. And I don't know what to do about it. There's nothing I can do about it. That building has to come down. 
<sighs> Holy shit, that's all. You know, see, you know what that's called? LJ, that's not a bougie problem. That's just a that's problem. Just a problem. You know, that's just a problem. problem. <laughs> you know what the problem is? It's that's a union problem. That's what that is. Yeah, union man. <laughs> union man. Eight oh one. We are started. <laughs> respect. I don't I, look. I just. I just don't keep to I mean, that schedule. Wake you up every day. I just don't keep to that schedule. I wake up at. Um, I wake up at ten. I go to work at noon. I go to work till prob- probably midnight. Um, and then I have to wake up at eight. Um, every morning, and it's awful. My floor is shaking. My floor is shaking. My bed is shaking. Everything about me is shaking. Every morning at 8.01 in the morning. Get you a hammock. <laughs> Suspend yourself. Okay. Okay. <laughs> That's not a bad idea. <laughs> Actually, the engineer says get a hammock. <laughs> Structurally, that's sound. I'm just saying. I got room here. That'll work. I do have a, I have a bit of a bougie problem where uh, my apartment has a, a keypad that you enter in sure. and it, it lets you in. So I don't, I don't need a key. Okay. Gave me a key, but I never use it because. I have the keypad. Well, the battery went out in the keypad. <laughs> and so I was locked out of my place. And I thought I was about to have to call Papa Lock. And finally, the apartment answered the phone. like, they have a university key they let me in. Yeah. But I was like, I never thought about it. I, I should have thought about that. But I never was like, oh, one day the keypad won't work. And so I, I now I have my I mean, that's literally not your job mind. to make sure that the keypad works all the time. I'll be worried. One day I'd be so drunk Yeah, but I, I could also keep that key on my key ring mm-hmm. just in case. Like, sure, that does sure, kind of sure, make sure, sense yeah. just to have that key ring. Yeah. But I always just, I don't know, it just sat in my apartment, which makes no sense because once it's locked in there, it's never. Yeah. But now, so now I know, and I'll keep that. I have my spare key. There you go. And my keypad is fully batter, batterized. If batterized. You bat- batterized. Batterized. Yeah. You can tell we're getting towards the end of the podcast. Yeah, yeah. Um, have, empty glass. Uncle Tony, <laughs> I see an empty glass. It wasn't that way when you started. Was. Can you tell us yes. What was, what was yeah. in that glass? Yeah. Uh-huh. Uncle Tony was drinking a crazy leg sour. And the reason it was Ooh. a crazy leg sour is because this is the drink that was at uh, Crazy Legs wedding this weekend. Oh. Uh, Can we stop for a second? Can we say congratulations to the green? Oh, thank there? you. <laughs> there you go. Fuck yeah. I heard I heard from Pops that maybe Pops and and you've heard from her but Tammy may have had a, a rough Sunday morning. I think Saturday <laughs> was a fun night. It's a little bit. A little you love bit. To see it. Yeah. You love to see it. Yeah. But a crazy leg sour, so, a crazy leg sour is a New York sour, and we 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 had a New York sour. Diet. However, <laughs> at the wedding, can you describe? I don't. Even so know a New, what a New York, York sour is a whiskey sour, which is uh, whiskey okay, okay. and lemon and simple syrup uh, shaken for a whiskey sour, and some people put egg white in it as well. But a New York sour is a a float of red wine. Well, the folks at the uh, wedding didn't realize you floated the wine. And they shook the wine. They just poured the wine in and shook it up. So we were drinking these purple drinks all I night. Purple it. drinks. Wow. Crazy legs, a crazy leg sour. Uh, but I'm telling you, that. they were still pretty good. I'm talking about were. a bougie problem. <laughs> bougie problem. I bet they were. It was supposed to be floating on the top, but they mixed it. But it was still pretty good. So that's the crazy leg sour. Is that's a New York great. sour, but you, but you, but you, you shake mix it. and shake the wine. Yeah, you yeah, shake, shake the wine. Out, shake it out. Still good. I, hey, Doctor Liff enjoyed that drink yeah, many I, times. I bet he did. I bet he did. I um, I have a um, a time lapse picture of like uh, Doctor Liff when he started uh-huh. <laughs> towards the middle. 
a little closer to the end than the end, and you can tell he enjoyed the crazy. There, there's, there's a, there's a missing the bottle notes. of, or not, not a missing bottle. It is, it is thrown away. There's an empty <laughs> bottle of Four Roses bourbon, thanks to Doctor Liff. <laughs> yeah, that makes sense too. That makes sense too. I buy that. I yeah, Doctor Liff and a, another friend of the podcast, Snowflake. Uh, <laughs> they both took care of. Uh, they took care of that Four Roses. Uh, I bet, I bet, I bet. Yeah, they did. And and we want to go ahead on the record now. Doctor Liff, uh, also known as Pops, did not miss because of this. He's not. He might <laughs> He's still be still no. He says he missed for other reasons. Other reasons. He, he had other excuses. There you go. It might just be too many crazy like sours. <laughs> We've all been too. there. We've all been. We there. don't know. Yes, and I, I have it on record for multiple guests that uh, Doctor Liff needs to not share as much in public after he's been <laughs> drinking. Um, so. <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait until he hears this. No one's gonna tell him. He's just gonna hear this yeah. and then, like send a text. Out, like, what did I? Guys. What did I say? What did I say? Oh, I don't think I said anything. Golly! Well, congrats, oh, brother. Congrats, congrats. Thank you. Thank you. Congratulations. <laughs> and I think that does it for another edition of the Just Press Play podcast. We'll be back around next week to do it all over again. Well, I like this musical chairs. There's no telling who's going to join us. Be, yeah, I don't know. Who knows? It no might just be Andrew. Amongst us. Only Andrew. <laughs> well, solo. If, if that's the case, it's worth listening. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Absolutely. You might get something out of it. <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> All right. I will catch you guys next week for the rest of y'all. Peace. 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 Here already. Did y'all hear about the uh, the chess cheating scandal? Yes. <laughs> Did you hear about the fish? Yeah, yeah, yeah. With the with the mercury the lead or whatever. Yeah. Do you want to? Do you want to just real quick? This might not make it, but just just describe the chess cheating scandal. So, and, and I, I'm not an expert on this, but uh, the greatest chess player in the world, uh, Magnus. I'm an expert on chess. Magnus Carlsen uh, was was uh, at a tournament. He was supposed to our work. champion. No, he's the other guy. He's our champion, Magnus. No, sure. he's. He's Nordic. Okay. <laughs> he's Nordic, but he's he's our guy. He's he's the internet's guy. Okay. Uh, yeah. Okay. Well, he's he's the guy. Yeah, he's the chief. No, he's not the chief. Oh. Okay. No, no, no. He played against this guy named Hans Nielsen, who was known for having cheated. He early is in American. His career. <laughs> yes. He's definitely he, American. Yeah. He cheated early in his career for sure. The very bonds of and uh, and uh, Magnus apparently played him once in this tournament and lost. And then went to go play him the second time in this tournament, made one move, and then quit the game. And then said he was resigning from the tournament uh, because uh, I can't explain much more, but this guy's kind he of a cheater, but he's, I can't say much. Uh, but he would never say he's a cheater. He just like right. he implied a lot. And so then the internet went with he's he's playing. So the internet. I don't ran know if you know it. about like cheating in chess. Um, it's really easy on online, right? You can just like have like a computer tell you what moves to do next. But like when you're right. over the board with somebody, it's really difficult. And so Hans Neiman was like, what was like? Uh, I I will play my next tournament naked if I have to. Yeah. Um, and so then the uh, the question was whether or not he had a butt plug that they gave him <laughs> particular buzzes that gave him. Uh, uh, so it's not been confirmed yet that he had an anal bead that was vibrating. It is not confirmed. <laughs> it is unlikely, uh, but it is not confirmed. Uh, but, uh, uh, but, but I will say as of, I think, today, uh, chess.com has found that he and four other grandmasters, including his coach, um, have been found to cheat over 100 times on their
website. <laughs> so that's pretty interesting. And then we also have, and LJ, maybe you can fill in, speaking of inserting things in, um, the, 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 the uh, fishing scandal. The fishing scandal, yep. where they were wrapping fillets into, like, wrapping a weight in the plate and stuffing it into so, fish to where they eat it. So what I saw, I saw this video, and they, y'all all saw this video, but for the listener, if you had this, uh... I saw it was this guy, and he was like uh, cutting through the fish of the winning uh, fisher because they, they which they don't like to do. They don't like to do this because they like to put like catch and release, right? Yeah. And someone's like, I don't understand. All his fish are smaller than mine, yet they weigh well, more. And, like, and, and this is not the math ain't math. This ain't some podunk tournament. I mean, it kind of is because we're all it kind of is actually. <laughs> but it was like there were like there were over six figures on the line. They were sponsored. Yeah, uh, the, yeah. These are people who fish sober. Yeah. Different brand of human. That's a legend. I enjoy We're fishing. Like Ohio I forget where it was. So they're so they're cut they cut open these fish and then pull out an egg-shaped lead weight that they drop in a bucket. And then they pull out another egg-shaped lead weight that they drop in a bucket, cut into another fish, find a filet fish. <laughs> I mean it's like it's like a cut of salmon or something. That has been stuffed into this fish's stomach. That has been wrapped around another leg. Like they find, I think they find like twenty pounds worth of weights and like four pounds worth of fish meat that have been bought from the super, supermarket. Yeah. That he's stuffed into fish's mouth so he can win, like probably a, a, a five-figure boat and a five-figure uh, winning. Uh, and to make a six-figure winning. Uh, so I read up on it, yeah. This so, is apparently something he's done for years, too. It's a duo. It's a duo of them. There's two of them. And so they were, they've won multiple tournaments this year. They were voted or an awarded team of the year wow. for all their winnings this year. So they have, they've won tons this year. And then there are five fish. That- One, two, three, four. Those are numbers. But you already knew that. If you want to know what number you're going to pay each month for your car, use Kelly Blue Book My Wallet on AutoTrader. They're really good at numbers. AutoTrader.